People are always asking if there is a way for them to help the Frog Pants Network and shows like the Morning Stream. Simply go to frogpants.com slash subscribe and find out how. Coming up on a bloated episode of the Morning Stream. <laughs> Why movies sucked in 2012. Eating nothing but nuts and berries. Instant karma in Bogota, Colombia. Using a 3D printer to help a kid is a real thing. Don't apologize for Alice Eve. She's weird looking too. No, she is not. Kadalarha drinking pee and getting in trouble for it. She's weird looking. Yeah. Therapy Thursday. What we ate on this show a few days ago and more on this episode of the Morning Stream. No fussy, frizzy curls for this smart girl. She has a bobby, the perfect permanent for today's softly feminine hairstyles. You just can't get a tight, kinky curl with a bobby because bobby is a pin curl permanent. And it's so easy. You can do it yourself. Just regular pin curls and gentle bobby lotion. That's all you need. A bobby gives your hair new body, a soft, natural wave that's in to stay. Beer, dear? The best tasting pound of Frankfurter's money can buy. This is the morning stream. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to a fresh, hot, right out of the oven episode of the morning stream. Mmm. I'm Scott Johnson. That's Brian. Ah, my nice job. You didn't finish it though. I, I, <laughs> Plus, you have to do it long. You got to go I long. Did, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Sausage. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's the same. The, the audio is the same length every time, but right. I swear it sounds like it gets longer and longer every time we hear it. There's a weird <laughs> thing at the end where it just, you think it's over. Right. But it's not. Listen to it one more time, folks. Mm, sausage. Yeah, there's the, the, about a second. <laughs> mm, sausage. There you go. Wow. Good stuff. Um, by the way, learning a little yes. something this morning. Right yes. here. Um, let's see, right here. You just can't get a tight, kinky curl with a bobby. There you go. <laughs> Learn that from that commercial there. Yeah. Hey, it's Thursday. It's uh, 8.07 a.m. Mountain Time Zone. Only time's on the matters. Starting a little late. May 23rd, 2013. It's me, it's Brian, and it's you, the fine listeners. It's everybody mm-hmm. in the chat room. It's uh, Daryl later. It's uh, Wendy a little after that. Some music. We got to hear how her uh, trip to she went to Vegas, right? She a little did. bachelorette party thing. Yeah, bunch of girls. They go every year. Uh, these nice. are old high school friends, and um, every year they get together and they go down there and they have a little bit of fun. It's funny because my sister is about the least gambly person I know ever. So, so, second to you. Yeah. So she. Well, see, I think her reasons are. I don't. Well, you know, we'll ask her today. But yeah, I've always, I've always assumed her reasons are different than mine. Mine are simply. Mine is simply like the value proposition. Like, I just feel like I'm hucking money at things. Whereas if I play like a video game in an arcade and I waste mm-hmm. 20 bucks in quarters, I feel like at least I had, I got something out of it. But then yeah. again, I see you go down there and get like comped a bunch of rooms and walking away with 500 bucks from a craps table. And I'm just like, well, I, that exactly. sounds like fun too. You got to think long term, mm. Scott Johnson. You're thinking too short term. You're thinking, yeah. oh, I'm never going to win that progressive jackpot. What's the point? Well, it's not always about the progressive jackpot. It's about the the comped meals and the all the, uh, all the perks, yeah. And the free room at the uh, Kid Rock Hotel that looks like a Barbie's <laughs> castle. <laughs> 
Oh, you mean the the cutoff jeans uh, uh-huh. hotel and casino? Right, you can't go if you don't cut your sleeves off your short sleeve already short sleeve shirt. They don't even let you in. That's right. Yeah, you got to be a complete douche to go there. <laughs> I'm glad we haven't said the actual name yet. No, no, I don't want to get in trouble in case they want to sponsor the program. Right? Yeah, um, they're thinking about it. But anyway, yeah, I, I, you've got the gambler's mind, and I just don't have it. It's just like I don't know what it is. I, I enjoy my t- I enjoy Vegas. For me, it's all about the spectacle and the weirdness and the food and the and the hanging out and the seeing friends and all that. For Wendy, I suspect it's similar. I think mm-hmm. she likes it for that, but I don't think she... Well, I don't know. We'll ask her. For all I know, for all I know, she went and put her life savings down on a table this weekend. I don't know. She might have. <laughs> Maybe. We'll find Plunked out. It all, put it all in red. Yeah. Hey, Wendy, if you're out there... Call now. All right. Just kidding. Don't call now. <laughs> We're going to call you later. Uh, let's get to it. we got stuff to do today. And, uh, man, rough night for me and you. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff going on with, uh, you know, a p- being a parent today. <laughs> yes. Takes everything you've got. <laughs> um, it it really does. It's it's people think. <clears throat> I mean, I, I wouldn't trade it for the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they think that uh, like people see me and they just go, "Oh, you're lucky. Your kids like you and they like what you do, and and they're really into that. And and it must be easier for you. And and it doesn't matter. People kid, kids still have to work their way through life, and they have to have these mistakes that you have to let them make sometimes. And mm-hmm. but then you've got to be there to sort of pick up the pieces or be there to uh, create, you know, a new rule that they didn't have before. Or, yes. Oh, or that's whatever. the toughest part is the, uh, the, the discipline, you know, it's mm-hmm. like, cause you've got to be disciplined yourself. You can't, right. you know, you can't re- back out on it and you can't uh, uh, renegotiate. Yeah. Well, you can renegotiate. This isn't the seventies. You can't just hippie around it. You know, you can't right. just go, that's right. cool, man. Life's all about freedom, man. Like you have yeah. to lay Do down what you some want. laws, right? Yeah, exactly. And you can't. And they're not. They, it's not like they pooped out the chute all ready and done. They didn't come out and go. I believe I understand everything there is about human interaction and how to behave <laughs> in front of girls and you know all these things. Right. They don't know any of that. No. So no. you have to teach them, and uh, sometimes that teaching is not fun for either <laughs> them or us. Exactly. Yeah, that's a good point. So yeah. Anyway. Both of us, but even better when you can do it while you're beating up uh, Stone Guardians <laughs> and Mogashon Vaults. That's my favorite bit for you because you had to you <laughs> had to break from a game to exactly to deal with it wasn't it. even breaking. So I, I I can do you know those first couple fights I can do in my sleep basically. Right, it's easy. and so I'm sitting here I'm I'm disciplining my son while I'm like bam, 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 yeah. <laughs> doing the scrolly bar to hit stuff. My experience is our wives love that. That we that we yeah. are able to somehow think we can discipline while we're playing a video yes. game. They love yes. that. Oh yes, and yeah. they're so impressed by that. And uh, <laughs> yeah, they, it really endears us to them. <laughs> they want us. They want that marriage to just go on and on and on when we're doing right. That. Right. So, I think I did pretty well, though. Did you? All right. Yeah, I was pretty pretty focused on the disciplining. If I was not so focused on the uh, the beating up on. Magical creatures in a, dungeon. in a fake world. Yeah. Beating up right. on pixels. I love that that's true. That, that I love that you've done that fight so often that it made it right. so you could effectively <laughs> parent. I think we did it uh, as our raid team. I think we did it 40 times or something before we actually beat it. Yeah, that was a beast. Yeah, that was a, a slog. Anyway. Anyway, good time, parent, everybody. Parenting. Yeah. Ooh. Parenthetical parenting. That's what we're up to here. Uh, let's get to a couple of things. I got to thinking this year's like already out of the gate, pretty good movie year. Yeah. Get your Iron Man and your, uh, your Star Trekking and your, uh, get your Man of Steel. You've seen the new Zod trailer, by the way? 
Uh, no, I have not. I saw one before Star Trek, but I'm guessing that's not. Uh, there's one even newer than that. Yeah, this is a Zod focused, Zod narrated really? piece of business. Yeah, it's real good. But it's separate from the one where he's where it's just him in like a uh, a really sketchy, scratchy transmission. From- no, nope, that's the one. Did you see that in the theater? No, I saw that like uh, a couple months ago. It's what? like a little short one where it's like. Oh, yeah, this, he's all digitized and staticky at and, first or whatever. I mean, well, I, I don't know. This one lasts like two and a half minutes or something, oh, yeah, and it no, just one, came out like two, okay, three days no, ago. Then, then it's apparently a mishmash. So it's apparently that the one I saw plus a bunch more because there's no. It doesn't appear that there's any movie footage in the one I saw. It's oh, all. It's, it's all, all his secret message. Yeah. You're harboring a fugitive from Krypton. Yeah, that's pretty good actually. <laughs> that's not bad, but they yeah they just expand on that. Okay. And there's a bunch of action and there is Superman is punching dudes. It's good. (laughs) Excellent. All right. I'm going to, I'm going to can't wait to see that, but grab a link to that and watch it when we're all done here. You should, but there's the point of it being, there seems to be, this year seems to be, have some pretty good stuff coming. And so I'm excited about it. It's a good year. Got me to thinking, what did I think of last year? Avengers was great. Mm-hmm. There were a bunch of movies that were great. Some God, good isn't stuff. it weird to think that Avengers was only last year? Yeah, I mean, isn't that crazy? It's like, like a year ago, two weeks ago, yeah. Yeah, it yeah. seems like it was a couple of years ago because I've <laughs> seen it so many times on planes and mm-hmm. on uh, HBO or something, or maybe not HBO, but it just seems like I've... Well, do you remember the days when like VHS and DVDs wouldn't show up for like a year? Oh, Now they're like two months later. You got them. Exactly, yeah. I don't know why they just jump to the chase and just give us the discs. They should experiment just once. Take one giant blockbuster mm-hmm. and sell the DVDs the same day the movie opens and and quite literally see what that does to ticket sales at the theater. Yeah. So see what that does to the theater for this. Just one movie. I'm just saying experiment with one. See what that does to ticket sales, but what it also does to DVD Blu-ray sales uh, or pay-per-view or streaming or however they're going to do it. And you know, just the way you'd them. have to do it, you, the way you'd have to do it is to capture that excitement for the film as people are coming out of the theater. So you would want you'd want to sell it at the movie theaters as you're exiting, right? I yeah, mean, you could. You, that seems like a way to maximize it. And some people have tried this with smaller movies. Yeah, I would yeah. just be really curious. Nobody wants to do it because they're afraid the genie will be out of the bottle. But right. I would really be curious about that experiment just to see what would happen, what the effect yeah, on the face? economics uh, would be. Uh, sex lies and videotape guy uh, Soderbergh. Uh, Soderbergh, with, yeah, uh, he did it with something last year, a couple years a couple ago. Couple years ago, that wasn't very good, as my recollection. Right, it wasn't a blockbuster, and that's that's the that would be the one to try. I mean, I walked in out of the Avengers last year. If there was a Blu-ray available, I would have bought it right then. Everybody would have bought it. Yeah, it would have been dumb, stupid, dumb, easy to sell those DVDs, and not that they weren't going to buy them eventually anyway. Right, right. But I, I just be really curious about that. They probably don't do that because there's what's the point in returning and seeing a movie for the second time in the theater? Because mm-hmm. that's what they want is return visits for big blockbusters. Sure. So just once I want to see some big, huge one like that. Experiment with these things. And then let's just see what happens. You don't have to do it every mm-hmm. time. But I think they're all terrified of what the results will be. I yeah. think they're, they're afraid that it will be really profitable and they'll make a ton of money, but no one will go to the theater. And that will right. theaters will close and then what do we have? Yeah. Scary things. Yeah. All right. Oh. Anyway, so I got thinking about the how, you know, what was good last year, but then I got thinking about what sucked. All right. Okay. So I found a list of the 10 worst movies of 2012. <laughs> I want to see you if know, you'd agree with people, these. They sure are. This, this sure is a, a thing on the internet that's big. Yep. It seems like lately, like 
Oh, here are the 12 stupidest things in Star Trek Into Darkness in a YouTube video. Here is all the mistakes that were made in Iron Man 3. Yep. Yep, All you're right. right. You're not okay. wrong. It's a favorite thing of the internet now, and we're going to go and sit just... on your little volcano and throw pickles <laughs> at the rest of us. Whatever. So we're going to ride along with them. Uh, we're going to we're going to perpetuate this problem, <laughs> and I'm going to tell you the, the ten worst films of 2012. You see if you agree, and if and some of these I'm guessing you haven't even seen. Like like I haven't either. So uh, Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Oh, didn't see it, but uh, I don't doubt it. Yeah, seems kind of poopy. <laughs> yeah. What do you expect? Alex Cross, number nine, based on a very popular book series, right? Yeah, read read a lot of those books. I stopped see. reading after about the sixth or seventh one. The um... uh, oh, I didn't know this. Morgan Freeman played it. That was who he was in Kiss the Girls, and yeah. Along Comes a Spider. That was yeah. Alex yeah. Cross. I didn't that know that. That was Alex Cross. Yeah. Oh. All right. Well, now it's and got Tyler your... Perry took over, right? Was yeah, Medea. The... Yeah. Yeah. Medea. <laughs> Medea fights crime, yeah. fights serial killers. Woo! Number eight was George Lucas's last hurrah, the Red Tails. Number oh, eight. Yeah. Uh, this is that Just weird. The and- mm-hmm. But it was so green screeny and like weird. Nobody liked it. Everyone hated it. Oh, that's too um, bad. I kind of wanted to see that. Let's see. And it says it's not even based on an inspiring true story, it says here. So maybe it's based on what? those airmen, but not based on them, really. They're oh, based on the like, idea of them. like titanic you know yeah here's here's the larger story this is true but uh jack and rose yeah no yeah it's like uh, hey there was a world war ii heart of the ocean diamond no <laughs> yeah, <right>. <laughs> <laughs> uh guy what plays hudson he wasn't real he was fake <laughs> right let's see number seven red red dawn so far i haven't seen any of these i haven't either uh josh from drake and josh remember that kid yeah, yeah. he's in it and he's all skinny and that freaks me out Oh, he, was, he was the fat kid in, uh, in that Drake and, and Josh. Uh, Thor, right? Is that Thor, yeah. Chris Hemsworth, yeah. yeah. Thor's in it. And then that uh, kid in the middle, uh, one from... Uh, oh, yeah, Hunger Games. Hunger Games Josh kid. Hutcherson. I don't like that kid. <laughs> really? Yeah, there's something about him. I can't... This is Looks the like he'd be a little dick, doesn't he? Looks yeah, like he'd... in real life, like he's just a little peckerwood. Like, get little out of here. Head. Yeah, get out of here. You know what I mean? Like, one of those guys just he'd walk, he'd walk into a room going, hey, and you're just like, gosh, dang it. Who invited him? Oh, that's PETA. I'm you sure he's nice. bad about PETA. Yeah, PETA's okay. He fights for animal rights. Uh, number six, <laughs> Ghost Rider, Spirit, Spirit of Vengeance. That didn't, yeah. uh, people didn't like that. Although I love Ghost Rider as a comic. I used to be a big, big fan. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what they're doing wrong there. Well, I know what they're doing wrong. Nicholas, Nicholas Cage. Cage. I could burn a skull for hours. <laughs> um, Three Stooges, number five. I'm a huge Will Sasso fan. So that makes me sad. And I actually heard it was all right if you just park your brain at the door. Right. That's not too terrible. But I like I like Will Sasso. Uh, for oh, those, that picture of those three guys, it just looks uncomfortable, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Doesn't it, though? <laughs> and by the way, the next one, That's My Boy. These two, I owned these both for last year's or last summer's movie. Uh, oh, kind of, right. Yeah, right. They did you not perform this one, well. You got free, didn't you? Mm-hmm. You paid to take That's My Boy. Yep. I think Andy or I think Adam Sandler... I think his ticket's about up for people just going to his movies just because he's in them. Yes. Yeah. I think we're over that now. Yeah. I don't think, I think if some, if he were to do a, uh, a Big Daddy 2 or a, mm-hmm. you know, it's funny. He doesn't, he yeah. hasn't been milking the sequels except for that Grown Ups thing, right? I mean, yeah, that's true. there hasn't been a, a Billy Madison 2 or a, no. what was the golf guy? Uh, uh, Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore, right? Happy Gilmore 2. Wait, that wasn't golf. Yeah, that was golf. Yeah. Oh, that was such a good movie, though. Water boy to water harder. <laughs> yeah, no, Brilliant. it's, it's kind of funny that they're 
There wasn't. Was there a Waterboy two? People are saying there was a Waterboy two. There, there was. No, was it, did it, it didn't have Sandler in it. Did it? No. I don't think that's true. Little Nicky two. You know what's really good, and I think I bring this up every time we talk about Adam Sandler. But uh, Rain Over Me. Yeah, that's good. Him and Don Cheadle and really good. The after effects of nine eleven and mm-hmm. oh, so good. That's a really good and, movie. And Shadow of the Colossus makes a huge appearance in that film. Yeah, it does. Weirdly. <laughs> you know what else is good is that other one he's in that weird uh, dumb uh, drunk punch, punch love punch, punch drunk, drunk love, love. that's yeah. a great movie weird movie but good yeah yeah everyone thought that was a turning point nope nope, nope. apparently that was just an accident <laughs> yep. happy accident right uh battleship number three my wife saw it and really liked it but... oh i guess i did see uh i did see battleship it's not that bad right like it's just kind of dumb I want to say we watched it in a hotel room, Tina and I. No, uh, uh, George and I did when we were in uh, Austin this last year. Oh, okay. Uh, for the trivia what did you thing think? What did like, you come away with? Did you like eh, it? Eh. Eh. I like right. the game better. Okay. The game. <laughs> Battleship's better. The game that it's not based on, I think, is a lot more fun. It's like my Battleship. Number two. I mean, it's, it's completely formulaic. Number two, Piranha 3DD. Sure. 3 double D. I get the reference sure. there. I get it. Yes. The, Hoff, right. the Hoff was in it, so something oh okay uh number one number one everybody number one the wrath of the titans sequel Mm -hmm. to the other one to the that uh, one uh, i think we did see that one on blu-ray and it was uh, all right i heard it was better than the first one yeah so hmm. yeah i actually enjoyed that all right well there you have it there's your top 10 worst movies of last year I hope you enjoyed it. And then, <laughs> so I've been talking about the meat apocalypse and how I ate all that steak and I, <laughs> yes. everybody's been freaking out. Beefageddon. Yeah, yeah. beefageddon. Meat, meat of something. Everyone's got a name for it online. Smeet, right. smeet, what are they? Smeet, unfortunate smeet off or something. Whatever it was. <laughs> Getting all these tweets, all these emails. And I just want people to know yesterday, nothing but like nuts and berries. So there you have it. Oh, really? I was wow, so you were, healthy. You were Yule Gibbons yesterday as far as your, uh, your dining. Totally, yeah. I was living on Bear the land. Grills. <laughs> I was living off the land, and I'm not going anywhere. I'm Right now, I use I love a good steak or a good piece yeah. of red yeah. meat, you know? But I'm right now, I am completely don't want any. I don't know how long it'll take me to want some again. But right now, I'm almost vegetarian that way. No yeah. no lunch trip over to uh, Kicker's Hot Wings or whatever that place is that uh, you Locals. Took- I do like locals. Um, and I do like Locals. a good I, lo- I do like hot wings but just you saying that makes me not yeah. want to eat <laughs> I don't want any meat right now it's weird it's weird how that happens I wonder how many vegetarians have it happen this way they have a bad experience with a bunch of meat and they go I'm done with meat I wonder if that ever happens probably it might happen yeah. to me I don't know just from one I mean you're not going completely cold turkey pun intended cold but tofurkey <laughs> cold tofurkey but uh uh, yeah, I wonder how many people. I mean, you're you're you know you're you're you'll be back on the meat wagon here in uh, <laughs> T minus ten hours. Couple, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, tomorrow. Ask me how I'm doing tomorrow. I'll probably have Jimmy John's in my gut by then, and everything right. will be fine. Uh, but yeah, don't uh, again just for the kids out there and for the parents listening. Don't let people don't let people eat meat by that uh, in that amount. It was a mistake, and I regret it terribly. <laughs> All right, uh, Daryl, time time for Daryl. Okay. It's already that time. <laughs> Someone it. made the joke, uh, Jacobin in the tadpole, uh, tadpole said, in Utah, meat beats Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well done. That's more true yes. than you know, actually. This is Stump a Trek Nerd, and it is brought to you by 
Heck with your dark matter, let's talk about white matter design, specializing in logo, specializing in logo and brand. Of, oh my god. Let's try this again. White matter design, specializing in logo and brand development, illustration and topography. WMD is your graphic design solution. Making intelligent connections with flexible prices and a personal touch will work with you to bring your vision to life. Come see what we're all about at whitematter-design.com. Oh, that's great. I'm getting a cold, I think. Really? You wake up and you just, I'm a little throaty and I ran half an hour and I just feel like something's going on there. I I do not, listen to me everybody, I do not need that. Like if it turns, uh, one of my great paranoias is the whooping cough thing. Kim and my daughter still coughing after what now, three and a half months? Yeah. More than that even? If I get that now, I don't think, I'm not saying I will, and I'm not trying to be too paranoid, but if I did, I'd be hacking my guts up all through freaking Nerdtacular. I am not down with that. Yeah, no kidding. That's insane. So I'm going to go flush my head out with a saline solution here after the show and see how I do. (laughs) Daryl, speaking of flushing things, how's it going, man? What's going on? (laughs) You doing all right? Good. (laughs) Good. Yeah. You, uh, still a lot of, uh, still, it's interesting to me how much talk there still is about Star Trek and it's use of story stuff in the movie all this time later usually the internet's usually just on to something new the, the next day but for whatever reason this is i'm finding it's sort of retaining itself and it's it's still a topic of conversation um do you find that yeah. to be true from your perspective yeah i think it's calming down a little bit because hmm. at some point we're not so going to we care can't... anymore right we're just going to be a big bad who cares yeah yeah but, but right and now, then we'll be looking for the next movie yeah superman mm-hmm. Where the rumor mm. is they don't they don't destroy we talked about this yesterday, didn't we? They don't destroy yeah. uh, Krypton. That's crazy. Right. It's crazy. If that's true. It's a rumor. Take it for what it's worth. Daryl, you're the Trek nerd. Time for a Trek question. It's a two thousand nine Star Trek movie. You were here in Salt Lake City when that happened. Oh really? Yeah. Well, we haven't had one of these, have we? I we mean it seems have. like it's been no, the train is going off the track. Well we used to have no, a rule. T O S, T N G, D S nine. Yep. We used to have a V-ger. rule. The re- V'ger, yeah. We used to have a rule that you couldn't do movies, so Mike has he's off the grid. I don't know what he's doing over there. <laughs> in the two playing with fire. In the two thousand nine Star Trek movie, Kirk meets Uhura. Right? Right? That's the way you say it. Yes. Uhura. Yeah. Yeah. At a bar in Iowa, she places a drink order. The final drink she orders is a shot of whiskey. What brand of whiskey does she order in this scene? Was it A, Jim Bean, B, Crown Royal, C, Jack Daniels, or D? Wild turkey. I don't know. <laughs> I know you don't know. This is why this one's good. <laughs> all right. Well, while you're thinking about it, all three of us have something to test today. I'm super stoked about this. Are you hungry? Aren't you hungry? Lots of foodie. Where did this come from? I, 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 I had the bag and I've lost the yeah, bag. It came from uh, Mary Heidenberg, okay. uh, oh, right. a.k.a. Weird Tigger 27 in the tadpole. Look at this, you guys. Limited edition ice cream Oreos, rainbow sherbet. They spelled it out, S-H-U-R-E, comma, B-E-R-T. Uh, these are sandwich cookies, blah, blah, blah. You know what these are. They're Oreos. But all, but the important bit is there's a, there's like this, the raspberry and the lime stripes down the middle, like you'd have mixed sherbet right. kind of thing. Right. Um, I've never even heard of these. Had no idea they were doing them. Mary Heidenberg has become my favorite person <laughs> today. Ooh, look at the ones on the back. Do you see these other I know. ones? Oh, yeah, these other flavors, yeah. I mean, well, golden chocolate. Oh, wait, golden chocolate is a I've different one. I've never heard of that. That looks yeah. awesome. I've hmm. seen the, the ones with the cookies like that, but it's still the white filling. I haven't seen yeah, the chocolate. Same. And then you've got berry burst ice cream, which is like a strawberry ice cream. Yeah, I would eat those. 
I would. Um, all right, so we're going to open this up. Oh, wait, I don't have to. There's a lifty tab thing. Yeah. How do you feel about these? you think they're... Uh, I'm a little skeptical about their... I don't know. It feels like I'm... I like <laughs> it feels like you're going right through the wall as yeah. opposed to opening a door. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. I like that, actually, because it seals up really nice. Uh, only problem is... Well, it slows you down, too, from just like... That's true. <laughs> dumping seven of them in your hand. That's true. But... Uh, it, it well, does make it a little bit the, harder. Yeah. Once you get to the corners, you, it's, it's hard to get them out. Exactly. Yes. Man, do you guys smell that? Wow. Yeah, that's fruity. Yeah, wow, it smells like, like rainbow sugar. Not used to that smell. So, how do you eat your Oreo? Are you just going to bite in? You're going to lick the thing in the middle? I usually dip mine into my coffee, but I kind of want to open it up so that the tadpole can see the stripe. Yeah. So here you go. Oh, what a jip on the stripe! Did yeah. you open yours? Mine's all uneven. Mine's like. Like, it looks like it might go all the way through, but there's, <laughs> look at that. It's like the two oh, little edges. Oh, you've, so you're, I didn't get too bad at one. I think they're all kind of. Oh, mine's, mine's all the way through. Is it? Is it? Okay. Yeah, mine, <laughs> mine is like green on the very edges and then the rest is all red. <laughs> well, I can imagine the machine that cuts this, right? Like, it's probably uneven as hell. All right, here we go. Let's try this that's, out. That's my impersonation. That was machine. pretty good. Yeah. That was my impre- that was your impression of me uh, after Meat Apocalypse <laughs> yesterday. <laughs> yeah. All right. Oh, that's weird. Hmm. I think that might be too sweet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm. Ooh, wow! I feel like mm, I'm eating sugar like- straight out of it. You know what? It's like eating a big handful of fruity it's pebbles. Cereal. Yes, fruity pebbles. That's exactly what it is. Yeah, I was thinking like the dust in the bottom of the Fruit Loops. The yes, <laughs> the kind that you accidentally dump right. into your bowl, but you don't care because you're just like whatever, and you eat it anyway. Your milk turns into mm-hmm. sludge there at the bottom, yeah. just like um, yeah. viscous pink <laughs> and green goo. It really think about what we do there with sugar cereals. Just think about what that is. Like, the yeah. fact that those exist—that that's a thing. <laughs> what are we doing? It's terrible. That is a terrible thing. It's just this pure sugar. It's not even real sugar. It's just processed garbage in the form of like, you know, and anything that turns your milk pink. What are you doing? Right. That's not right. <laughs> Cows would be offended. All right. You, you stepping off your soapbox now? Yeah, I'm off. I'm <laughs> I've stepped down. <laughs> Step down. It's like I'm half soapbox down. today. I'm like, I want to get all worked up. I think I'm getting a cold. So I'm like, I'm, I'm going to have a bad. I don't care. Like that. <laughs> there ought to be a law, whatever. Yeah, whatever. I get one foot on the soapbox <laughs> and one foot firmly planted in Cowardville. So I'm not going to worry about it. Uh, Daryl, <laughs> let's get to birthdays. Anybody? Ah, uh, yes. Joan Collins, Edith Keeler from oh. City on the Edge of Forever, is 80 today. You mean Mayberry set is what you mean. Yeah, that's yeah. what I mean. City on the Edge of Mayberry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sitting on the edge of Floyd's barbershop. Uh, well, that's good. And she is she. I don't, is she alive? I don't even know. I think she is well, still from alive. What I saw, yeah. Okay. And she's got enough plastic surgery that she's going to outlive all of us. Really? Well, or at least she'll look like she is, and no one will just no yeah. one will know. She'll be perfectly preserved in her plastic uh, living coffin. Yeah, I mean, she does look. She does look great. Her. What's her name uh, again? Joan Collins. Joan Collins. <laughs> What's the sister who does the dirty books? That's. Uh, mm. Oh, oh, um, really? They're her uh, sister. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can't think of her name. Judy Collins, is it? Might be Judy. Uh, Jackie Collins. Oh yeah, she is plastic. Look at her. She is. Yeah. She's a rubber made. You you look at these photos and you know they're all from different time periods. Yeah. 
but you just can't figure out which ones are <laughs> what's current. <laughs> Mission accomplished, I guess. In order to win. Yeah. Well, she's an interesting lady. Good on her. 1933. That's uh, how many? How old did you be then? You'd be uh, 80. 80. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Like well, like, a, like Daryl uh, said. <laughs> She did a Playboy or a penthouse thing, didn't she? For I don't think she did penthouse. Like recently, I wasn't wouldn't have been penthouse, but recently, what? Well, like in the last in the last <laughs> twenty years, like, really? Yeah, in her sixties. I want to say in her sixties. I want to say it's been you know. Let's see here. Let me see if I can find a link to when it was. Yeah, I wonder if it was. I wonder if the internet will have any kind of anything. Yeah, exactly. It might, uh, might get lucky. Well, I found the cover. I just want to find the date. Ah, all right, December nineteen. Okay. 83. Okay, so it was 30 years ago, but still, she was 50-something. 50-something, yeah. yeah. Crazy. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, all right. Well, good for us. <laughs> Happy birthday to her. Daryl, back to your question. Right. Jim Bean, Crown Royal, Jack Daniels, Wild Turkey, which of those brands of uh, freaking whiskey did uh, Uhura, that blue lady from uh, from your Avatar movie, which one did she order? Let's see. Uh, Jim Beam, Turkey. What's the other two? Is it Jim Beam? Oh, it's Beam, isn't it? Or is it, beam. Or is it yeah. Bean? I always thought oh, it was Beam. I always thought it was Bean. Beam like phaser beam. I always yeah, thought Bean three, like I eat a bean. The three wise not, men, Jim, like... Jack, and Johnny. Okay. Jim Beam. <laughs> Jim Beam, Jack Daniels, Johnny Walker. Got it. Sort of. I didn't know that because I don't drink, but it sounds well, good yeah. to me. <laughs> I like the idea of whiskey, you know? Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. it's got you know I like the westerns. It's got kind of an old right. Western that is the it. thing. Yeah, exactly. Just leave the bottle, barman. Yeah, just leave it right here. I got it. All right, Daryl. Sorry, you were deliberating which whiskey you think it was. Uh, are you no, are you the, a big partaker of whiskey? No, no, I'm not. I'm kind of like you. Mm, I did my mm. mad experiments at one time, but it's I just don't drink it. I never even did that. I went to all these parties, but I was always driving. So I never drank. I don't know. I like I've got friends now who are fancy suit looking, perfect dude looking, you know, got it all going on guys that were the <laughs> drunkest friends I ever lived with. <laughs> and uh there was me driving them home, letting them puke yeah, you, in the back of my Mercury Maverick or whatever the hell it was I was driving. It, it doesn't corrupt you absolutely to drink at a party. No, I know. know. <laughs> These people can People can go on after drinking to leave long, productive lives. No, no, no. So you, you, so you get me wrong. You think that while I was there, I was like <laughs> somehow terrified. I wasn't. I just, I just never interested me. I think, I think what got me was I thought it all smelled bad, fresh out of the bottle or out of that guy's gut into my back seat. It didn't matter which end it came out of. I was like, ugh, this stinks. Why would you drink that stinky oh, thing? Gotcha. I couldn't okay. deal with it, and so. I just never, it just never interested me. And as I got further in through my life and went, oh, I'm kind of got a record going here. I'm the only person I have know that it's never drank anything. And so at this point, why start now? I got the record. Yeah. Right. Hold it, that record. It smells bad. It smells bad. It tastes bad. And it just makes me fall asleep. So why would I drink that? <laughs> right. I feel like it's just not for me. Dude, I'm love. There's this yeah. uh, new Fireball whiskey that tastes like, uh, like one of those Warheads, the the cinnamon. Jawbreakers, oh, really? Exactly like it. Well, it's so why is it taking him so long to to overflavor whiskey? To candify, yeah, to candify my alcohol. <laughs> right, <laughs> right, right, right. I don't know. It's weird. All right, sorry. Jim anyway. Bean, Crown Royal, Jack Daniels, Wild Turkey. Uh, <clears throat> I have no idea. Uh, I think I'll I'll pick 
A, because it's got Jim Kirk's name and Phaser Beam mm. both in it. Ooh, I hadn't thought of that. Wow. That's a cool connection, if you're right. Let's find That's out. probably wrong. But... Judges, is that the right one? Nah. No, incorrect. <laughs> Jack Daniels is what she orders. She orders the drink, and that seems like the stereotypic answer to me. Like, Jack Daniels is the one you go to, because... Yeah. Wasn't that the one that uh, they had a guitar that looked like it in Van Halen? Uh, what's his name? Mike uh, Michael Anthony had a. Did he have a Jack Daniels looking I, guitar? I think I he did. It. Like a big, it looked like a yeah. big bottle of Jack Daniels. Anyway, she orders the drink and then, or she orders. I guess it means orders. She orders the drink and then Kirk say, and then Kirk say to make it two shots. Shores. <laughs> Here, I'm going to read this exactly the way he did it. I'm having fun with this. Okay. She orders the drink and then Kirk say to make two shores. He says to hit on... Oh, wait. He tries to hit on Uhura, but some Starfleet cadets come over and beat him up. After this, Captain Pike enters and asks Kirk to join Starfleet. Here is a clip of Kirk trying to hit Uhura. I'm going to keep saying that one. So, you're a cadet. You're studying. What's your focus? Xenolinguistics. You have no idea what that means. Study of alien languages, morphology, phonology, syntax. Means you've got a talented tongue. I'm impressed. For a moment there, I thought you were just a dumb hick. Oh, I don't know why that ended fast, but it oh. did. <laughs> All right. Wow. Abrupt there. That was uh, weird. Swarm. I don't know what happened there. Uh, I think it might be the file. Anyway, Star Trek. There you go. Daryl, good job. Threw you a loop, broke the rules, gave you a movie <laughs> one, and you didn't get it. <laughs> how, how weird. Uh, Daryl's the Trek nerd. Listen to him each and every week on a little podcast known as This Week in Trek with uh, his good buddy over there, Starman. It uh, makes a fine show. You guys put up one yesterday, right? Big spoiler yes. episode? Yes. All right. So if you want to find out. That wasn't yesterday. That was Tuesday. Oh, it was? Okay. Yeah. Well, if you want to find out for yourselves that Benedict Cumberbatch is mud, uh, you'll find that out on that episode. <laughs> so uh, check that out. Uh, that's uh, thisweekintrek.com. Daryl, give us a quote. And uh, we'll see if we can guess who said it. You are insulted. Take two. You are an insulting, pompous fool. And if you were not an ambassador, I would disembowel you right here. Oh, boy. Hmm. Uh, uh, TV shows or movies? Um, yeah. I'm not even sure I'm gonna say about Worf. that. I'm going to say Worf. All right. I'm going to say I, th- I believe it's a Klingon also. But I don't think that Worf would say that. So I'm going to say, <laughs> I can't even think of a name. I'll just say Gorn. <laughs> Gorn. <laughs> All I ever heard the Gorn say was, <laughs> oh, that's the Gorn. Sorry. <laughs> right. I forgot. I'm thinking of somebody, I don't know. They all had names like that, like Gorn or Glorn. Or, I this don't know. mask is hot. <laughs> <laughs> All I ever heard the Gorn say. I can't breathe in here. Another take. Oh, this is such bullshit. <laughs> All right, so give me, I'm sorry, so who? Who is it? <laughs> Brian wins. It was war. <laughs> Damn it. That's easy. It's the news.
news. And it's brought to you by Time Limit Draw. Check out the newest weekly live show on YouTube, Time Limit Draw. The concept is simple. Take four very different guys, Matt, Eric, Kevin, and Frogpan's favorite pro wrestler, Joey Image. Give them a list of random topics to discuss provided by you, the listener, and give them only four minutes to do so. Once the buzzer goes off, shut up. Always interesting, usually bizarre. Check it out on the Growing Up Geek Network at grug.tv and on YouTube Live every Thursday night at 8 p.m. Eastern. Also, check out our Facebook page and tell us you heard about us on TMS. Time limit draw. Time limit draw. All right. Check this out. There's video of this. There's no drawing. I was thinking there was going to be drawing, but there's no drawing. No. There's only wrestling. (laughs) Right. Uh, thief hit by a bus immediately after stealing a phone in Bogota, oh, Colombia. Is there a video of this? Is that yes? Uh, you need to see this. Oh God! It's Is kinda, it gonna? Well, upset he, me? he lived and he's okay. Okay. So you wouldn't think so after seeing what you see, but apparently he didn't have. He had like scra- scratches and bruises, and that's it. I'll uh, put. And the person this. you didn't see it in the film, but the person whose phone he stole rescued him from falling further into the little bus pit. Really? Yeah. Wow. All right. And karma, dude. This, Instant karma. It's like if karma was a, I don't know, a bag of doorknobs. I'll watch the video apparently after a Cadillac a Cadillac uh, race car commercial. Oh man, my ad blocker has made me think that there are no ads on on video on the uh, internet I anymore. To, I need to take advantage of ad blocker I, blockage. I, the thing is, I don't like. I like to support good, yeah. good content. I sure. just feel like some of this stuff is just garbage and it's not aimed at me at all. So why would I want to? I don't know. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm I'm of two two brains on that. Anyway, while that's coming up for you, talk about getting busted. Guess who wrote this article? Oh, be the HuffPo. To be correct. His surveillance video from Bogota, uh, Colombia shows a man trying to steal a woman's cell phone only to be hit by an oncoming bus seconds later. Footage of uh, This Sweet Justice, which was posted on YouTube Saturday, has over 100,000 views. Oh, it's well more man. Than that. Holy yeah. cow. Oh. Pretty bad, right? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> no, he couldn't have gotten hit any harder. No kidding. He's lucky to be alive, in my opinion. Golly. The victim helped the robber out from under the bus, according to ITN. She was also able to get her phone back. Luckily for the phone thief, death was not hunting him down, and he suffered only minor injuries. What was that line about? Death was not hunting him down. Jeez. Uh, Yeah, yeah, really. (laughs) Stupid line. Luckily for you know, they could have said. Luckily for the thief, he only he only suffered minor injuries. Did you have to put right. death was not death was death not hunting was him not down, hunting him down. Something that's supposed to sound all cool, but it it's, isn't at all. Surprised that it's the Huff Post that said, "Luckily for the phone thief, he didn't die and he was able to catch his bus." Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, didn't need a transfer to get to the other platform. Don't <laughs> the, the lesson here is don't steal phones. Simple yeah. enough. And it's a it's not just a little snatch. It's like he's he's yanking, he's pulling that thing away from her for a couple of minutes and then uh, well, Oh, like, and the timing of it, he turns and he just lurches yeah, right into that bus. Like, it's the big thing that that only seems to have crept crept up in the last five years in TVs and movies where you're just you know, it's like a little innocuous scene of somebody talking and then all of a sudden a bus comes out of frame and kills him. Yeah, that's it that is popular these days, isn't it? It really is. I think yeah. it's because somebody figured out a way to do the footage to make it look really shocking and real. Yeah. And yeah. once they figured it out, everybody had to try it. But it's almost always a bus is the funniest thing. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's I think You're there's right. uh I think there's a, probably a video montage online of uh people getting hit by buses in movies and TV recently. I'm sure there is. In fact, I think I've seen one. And here's the thing. The reason I believe they picked a bus is you're not being thrown up on top and over the bus. Right. It's just a flat 
it's, it's like a wall, a moving wall. Exactly. Right. So it's a much easier and much more shocking moment, I think. And that one in Lost really got me back in the Oh, day. yeah. Right. It was... Uh, it was what's-her-name. It's name? the guy who's... Right. It's... Uh, Having a Julia. flashback. Yep, yeah. Julia. And it was the dude. And he is in so many things. He's um, in... Right. He's a bad guy in everything. Damn Flash forward. I think he was a bad guy. In, yeah. He's uh, a smarmy dude. <laughs> and he's always like... Yes, he was in 24. He was like yeah. a smarmy yes. head of something in the government thing, and he got he was the mole or something. Right. Not Abaddon, no. no it was, I can't uh, think of his name. Really interesting him. actor, though. I like him. Mm-hmm. But man, he got he got creamed by that bus. Uh, it's like Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park comes out, they say, oh, we can make dinosaurs look real. And then every movie from then for about six years was people experimenting with, with CGI, and it all looked like shit. Mm-hmm. But they all had to do it. You know? Yes. All right. Doctors, check this out. Doctors, everyone. Use a 3D printer. This is all the rage right now, 3D printing, you know, uh, to custom design an implant for a baby. This is crazy. Hmm. Researchers at the University of Michigan have used a 3D printer to create a custom-made life-saving implant for a baby boy, they report in a letter to the New England Journal of Medicine. Is this just a maker bot? Like, what is this thing? Why? (laughs) Right, exactly. How's this? Sticking piece of plastic in the kid. Um, The baby, Gaba Gianfrido. Gianfrido. Hold on, I'm pulling it up. I was looking for that that, that actor's name. Uh, Gianfrido. Yeah, Gianfrido. Gaba Gianfrido. That's a weird name for a kid. Suffered from a rare disorder by uh, in which one of the airways in his lungs collapsed when he exhaled. The problem caused him to stop breathing and turn blue, and he's only six weeks old. Uh, even with a mechanical ventilator, uh, the baby stopped breathing virtually every day, requiring doctors to perform emergency resuscitations. Recently, I had a child in the hospital who died of this, and I said there has to be a solution that we can find for these kids, says co-author Glenn Green, the doctor and associate professor of uh, otolaryngology. Autolaryngology? <laughs> Autolaryngology. <laughs> How would you say that? I'm coming back to it here. I found the guy's name, but uh, it Oto- looks like it's going to be. It is Autolaryngology. So like a hard uh, one, man. Oto, yeah. Anyway, they built a little plastic thing. They stick their wedge into his little uh, lung space and it holds it open from a 3D wow. printer. Wow. That's pretty cool. That is cool. Oh, yeah, I saw something that um, that said that you know we're going to have like six hundred dollar maker bot machines by uh, Christmas time. Yeah, if that's true, I might yeah. finally take the jump. I think so too. Okay, the guy's name is Zel- Zelkio Ivanek. I'll put a, a link to him in the tadpole here. But oh, the uh, the, the guy, actor. This is the guy you see everywhere. It's like you know, Eastern European or something. Yeah, what's weird is though he never he always plays a just a smarmy American dude mm-hmm. at least. Everywhere I've seen him. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I don't know what his past is like. Maybe it's just his parents that are right. like first generation American. I don't know. Yeah, he was in Argo. He was in The Mentalist. True Blood. Oh yeah, he was. That's right. He was. Uh, yeah, he's a big bad, bad character that. for a while there. Damages. Big Love. He's great on Damages. Oh, he was in uh, Heroes. Yep. Emil Emil Danko. Yeah, that's yep. right. I remember that. Uh, he's he's a he's one of those guys. Yeah, he's one of those guys. You see him yeah. on everything. Yep. I wouldn't mind seeing him and Peter. He played uh, Steve Atwood in a couple episodes of The West Wing. <laughs> see? Told you. Everyone. I remember that as well. Yeah, I, I, I think I kind of knew this, but I was holding back. I'm thinking I'm not going to bring that up today. So so just a note, everybody, who brought that up? Wasn't I me. brought that one up. That's on me, folks. Wasn't me. Wasn't me. I'll take that. 
like an enabler. I'm just trying to dangle the carrot <laughs> in front of you. Oh, and by the way, that was during the very brief John Goodman administration when John oh, Goodman, really? Speaker of the House, took over the presidency for like three days or something. That was a great se- oh, I love that whole bit. Season four, I want to say. Well, thanks, babe. She brought me the chocolate hoo-ha that she makes. Is oh, cool. Coco Creole Brew. But that's just a made-up brand, right? Yeah, we're gonna send Brian some of this. Real brew, awesome! Don't let me forget to do that. We gotta pack up. I got DVDs for him too. Oh, sweet! We got the Rock. Oh yeah, the the uh, Hulk Hogan double double, double feature. feature. Yep, you're getting that. The guy said we don't have to do both. We can pick one. Oh, thank goodness! He thinks Suburban Commando is the way we should go. <laughs> um, all right, what was I saying? Tweakedaudio.com sponsoring the program. You guys know the drill. Yeah. You know what to do. Tweakedaudio.com is the place to go. Dot com, not dot gom, like I just said. Dot gom. Dot crom would be all hail to crom. <laughs> That's Conan's uh, web, web address, right? <laughs> That's everything in Conan world. Uh, no, no, uh, uh, not not Conan. It's yeah, Conan. Conan. Yeah, yeah crom. Conan. All hail yeah. crom. Dear crom, yeah. please bless my sword. <laughs> that it will stab him through. Yeah, that was the whole thing. Uh, use the code stream at checkout. 33% off your next awesome pair of earbuds at tweakedaudio.com. Uh, do it today. You'll love it. You know you will. If communists have attempted to inject their propaganda into the motion picture, they have failed miserably. It's Celebrity Poop, and it's brought to you by... By a brand new Frog Pants TV. It's out. Part two of Surviving with Scott and Nick in Minecraft. Get it at frogpants.com slash TV. Yep. Actually, that link is... If it's not active, it will be by the time the show's over. But um, had a ball. Went in there and... Uh, cool. Oh, I could tell you something funny. So, yeah. so the first episode, it was about 20 minutes or 30 minutes of Nick and I starting a survival game in the game. Okay. And the problem is we're doing it on the Frog Pants server where there's tons of other things going on everywhere and there's lots of <laughs> stuff. But we're trying to do it in this remote area where nobody right. can Good know luck. where we yeah. are. Right. <laughs> but every time we go hunting for something in this like survival atmosphere, we pop over the hill and see, oh, there's a giant building with like a frog on it over there. <laughs> or there's this big city on the left or whatever. So we'd have to kind of really work on not. It was like camping in, in Central Park. Like funny. the city's everywhere, but you're still trying to live on the outdoors. Well, here's the best part. Yep. We do all of that. First episode ends. We got our little shelter, and that's where we quit. We come back in fresh for the second episode. I hadn't been in there. We didn't just keep filming. We just, you know, we separated it. Mm-hmm. And I got in, and Nick and I <laughs> turned around, and on the wall behind us in our shack, <laughs> it says Frank. It's pronounced. It says it's pronounced Frankfurter on the wall. <laughs> right. I think. I think Did I talk it. about this? I might I have talked so, about yeah. that. You hear about this? You hear about this? All right. <laughs> I love it. Though. Jay Leno's about to go away. You know. Right. Getting replaced yeah. there by the For another. Uh, and then how? When does he come back? Uh. I guess good, you know what? Let's make a prediction here. So he. So he's he's out. Fallon's in. They have the immediate drop in viewership, like always happens. That's the way right. this works. Right. Um, I'm trying to think. What I mean, could they? They couldn't do it again. Where they're like, ah, they this could, isn't working out. Let's bring they him back. Could do that again, but I could see them. Here's here's my prediction: five years daytime talk show. Wow. Wow. Really? Yeah. The daytime talk shows they're doing all right, right? That's they're the doing all right, and I think it's probably going to be like a an ensemble piece, kind of like The View. It'll be Jay Leno, Wayne Brady. Uh, let's see who else is going to be part of this. Oh my gosh, um, you've got a plan. I'm just I'm coming up with this on the fly, but I'm pretty sure wow. I'm pretty sure it's going to happen. Well, they got to go up against the likes of Ellen and uh, right. Right. What's the other big one? Uh, Chelsea lately or whatever it is. 
Is that right? Chelsea, yeah, Chelsea Handler. Is that, yeah. is that a daytime deal? That's not a daytime thing. No, you're thinking of uh, no. That's a that's a little nighttime thing. I don't watch any of these things. Uh, she's. I can't wrap my finger. I, I can't put my finger on Chelsea Handler's appeal. There is something I like about her, and I think I liked her books a lot more than I like her her talk show. I don't know her at all. I have zero connection to anything she does. You should, you know, you can probably get a free chapter sampler of one of her books on uh, for your Kindle. Is she a comedian or something? She is, yeah. yeah oh, she's, okay. Yeah, she's so she did stand up, and now she's all right. Yeah. And okay. uh, I find her her writing is a lot funnier, I think, than her um, than her talk show. But you know, maybe I just need to give the talk show another chance. But yeah, you know what? I get a lot she's, of. She's very sarcastic, very snarky, and very crass. I don't mind those. No, no, those are things it's, I can enjoy. that that in and of itself is no problem whatsoever. <laughs> I get these emails. I get emails sometimes that are one or the other. It's I sure like Scott's sense of humor on his podcast a lot better than this comic or the other way around. I like his sense of humor as comic, but man, he's, it's not good at all in his shows. Really? And that's wow. interesting because I wonder how many people like you say that about Chelsea. Is it handler handler? Yeah. Um, I wonder if some feel the opposite. Like she's really funny on the show, but man, those yeah, I'm books sure. are stinkers. Yeah, probably. Oh, probably. This helps me deal with my own inadequacies. <laughs> Thank goodness for that. I'm glad I could help you with that. Thank you. For you know, that. I probably I think I can do what the Kindle lending library or something and let you borrow the book, right? Can yeah, I do can't that? you? They I think you can. Yeah. Yeah, you hear about this? Right. <laughs> Bring it full circle. Uh nobody should apologize for Alice Eve. You know she is. Right on, yes. Brian uh, likes her. I think she looks like a bird. I do. A lot of people have been complaining that it was completely unnecessary for Alice Eve to have to strip down to her underwear in one scene in the filming of the new Star Trek Into Darkness. And you have to admit, it kind of was useless. Like, well, what was yeah, the point didn't, of that? it was, didn't move the plot forward. I guess it's to say, it's kind of to give you the idea that, you know, there's this thing with Carol Marcus and, uh, and Jim Kirk. Mm-hmm. I guess, but it, for me, it, it's what you know, I like to They gotta get together and have little curly-headed babies. <laughs> I like to call these Porky's moments, because... No, it's the they come in, he's going to turn around, and he turns around, but he's kind of <laughs> looking anyway. And then he sees her, and she says, what are you looking her at? Turn around. And it's just such a stupid thing in movies. And it did fill a lot of place and not really necessary. However, yeah. uh, let's see. Excuse me. This has caused enough of a uh, uproar that even the writer, Damon Lindelof, Loft, rather, <laughs> you know him from uh, the, your, your Lost, Lost, your, yep. uh, your other... J.J. Abrams' efforts, yep. found it necessary to apologize for it on Monday. Uh, of the outrage over the attractive woman in underwear for a whole three seconds, Lindelof tweeted the following, quote, I copped to the fact that we should have done a better job of not being gratuitous in our representation of a barely clothed actress. He also claimed that the film star Chris Pine had appeared shirtless several times in both Star Trek films, but that didn't really help his cause. The only real solution to have uh, the only real solution is to have Kirstie Alley reprise her role as Savick in the next Star Trek film and wear nothing but a thong. Then people will really <laughs> have to decide what is more offensive. <laughs> Says wwtd.com. Right. Tyler Durden, not me. I don't want to get in trouble for that. Right, right, right. exactly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I it was weird because here's it why was, it was here's why it was weird. It wasn't weird that there's a moment of awkward sexual sexual tension or anything like that. What's weird about it is the way they filmed it. And this is the thing I complained about like two weeks before the movie came out when I said. Because it was in the trailer. Yeah. And she's so weirdly standing there. It's a weird pose. It isn't, though, when you think about it. I mean, it is in the trailer when you don't have the context. But in essence, she's saying, take a picture. It'll last longer. 
Yeah, but they, but, but in essence, that's what she was letting the world do was take a picture and have it last longer. Like she was <laughs> the way she stood, full body in frame, right. hand right. out, going turn around for a good five seconds of just here she is in her full thing. It was presented in a weird directorial way that that's what I think people are having trouble with. If she did turn around and was like holding something up to her and was a just a head and neck and shoulder shot, and she sure. was like turn around, that would sure. have been different. I think. Instead, it was like, ta-da, turn around. I, you know, I, I can see that maybe it's true. It didn't, it didn't move the plot along. It's there for the people who want to see Jim Kirk and Carol Marcus get together. My, my complaint about the film, and again, it's, it's something I can't go deep into because it's, spoilery. it's spoilery. But I thought the, and I know you really like this, so I'm going to kind of uh, uh, butt heads with you on this. What's that? Is the the unnecessary cameo. Uh, that that I think had you cheering, had people in the uh, in the audience at some theaters applauding, and I thought it was completely unnecessary. The cameo of oh, that a, one on the bridge, yes, yes, because I think if you have a hotline to this, anytime you need it, what do you need the characters to? What what do the characters kind of learn and discover for themselves without having to call? Uh, call the FAQ line and say <laughs> the reason I think I let that <laughs> How do one I go get past this level. <laughs> I don't know that I love that scene, but I think what like make, lets me or makes me let that go a little bit was it was a that's a last ditch thing he would only use when they are in that much peril. I uh, see. I don't think so because it's it's logical to use that anytime you want. Well, that you know? that may be true. <laughs> oh, we've got this hairy mud guy. Uh, what do we do? Yeah, well, we got hairy just, mud running around with his just, women. Let me just dial up the FAQ line on the on the uh, the red phone <laughs> and find out. Let me let me pull up the walkthrough so that I can uh, figure out where all the uh, yeah. you know, the hidden Batman symbols are are located. Siri, where where is Captain Kirk right now? Like that that is kind of what it was like. It was like his weird. Yes, like a weird go-to. I, yes. uh, you're not totally wrong. You're not totally wrong. But I, but uh, part of me is like, man, keep doing that as long as just, there's blood in the veins, right. just because. <laughs> you know what I really? mean? Really? Okay. All, All right. right. I just I think, and I and I think I did a very good job of being very spoiler-free. I think that. you did too. And listen, I'll say one more thing about that that does bother me, and it bothered me in the first 2009 one, and it bothered me now. I think actor in question, yeah, has lost actor in question's ability. To portray character in question <laughs> without having s- some snark without being a and emote. caricature of himself. Yeah, yeah, yes. Yeah. And there's too much word that rhymes with blemotion. Oh showing gosh. too much blemotion. <laughs> no one will ever figure <laughs> out what you mean. Uh. It truly has been Star Trek week here on the TMS. All right. <laughs> Lastly, uh, yeah. See, Daryl, Daryl just tweeted because he he tweets his comments mm-hmm. about our show live while we're doing this. He says that would be like being able to call Q anytime is like a an extra life. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, I agree. He's not. I, I totally agree. It is. It is a weird get out of jail free card that they they seem to rely on too much. But but, but that bothered me less than his ability to not show blue motion. Sure. Blue motion. Right. <laughs> okay. All right, you can tell you can uh, put in the tadpole that we're done talking we're about. We're done it. talking about it now. Yes. PTC streaming over a uh, steaming rather over steaming PTC. Yes, PTC is a group. It's a pro family <laughs> advocacy group. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, it stands for the Parents Television Council. Uh, PTC is steaming over urine drinking scene in MTV's Kadalar Ha show. So I guess Kadalar Ha. Some her mom calls her Kesha, but I think it's Kadalar Ha. Like you've, yeah. you've told me that. Sure, it's Kadalar Ha. 
the PTC. I got that from Joel <laughs> the, McHale, I think. Hey, listen to the LA Times here. It says the PTC thinks Kesha has gone from bladder to worse. Oh, 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 oh. LA Times. LA Times taking the reins from the HuffPo. Wow. The pro family advocacy group is upset about Tuesday's planning airing, uh, planning airing of Kesha, My Beautiful Life. My Crazy Beautiful Life, sorry. I guess she, I didn't even know she had a show, honestly. Which the pop star supposedly drinks her own urine. Uh, people are urging uh, viewers to protest. If given the opportunity, I can't imagine the parents would want to pay for a cable network that airs an episode of a pop star drinking her own pee. And that is why Congress needs to take seriously the idea of giving consumers the ability to choose and pay for only the cable networks they want, Winter wrote in a statement. Now, Brian, I believe that that statement is absolutely true insofar as they say Congress needs to take seriously the idea of giving consumers the ability to choose and pay for only the cable networks they want. That part I like. I believe in that. Yes. So I don't know if we eventually get our a la carte solution to television entertainment because oh, be some so crazy funny. group like this doesn't like someone drinking their own pee. Because here's what I believe. If I don't want to watch her drink and pee, I can decide not to do that. Right. And I can decide as a parent what I want my kids to do. And I'm fine. I don't need P-A-T or P-E-T telling right. me how to do it. The Parents Television Council, these guys just sound like, you know, hey, you know who should be parenting? Probably your own kids. Yeah, go do that. Yeah, but, work on that. We'll do ours. But I'm you with do them. You and we'll do us. <laughs> I, I am with them on us being able to choose networks we want and, and dump the ones we don't. It'll, it'll never happen because it, I, I agree it won't. Because you know you'll be you'll be thumbing through the 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 listing, the guide listing. Well, you won't because you've cut your cord. But I did. you'll be thumbing through your uh, listing and you'll say, "Oh, well, here's a channel I don't watch, but they're showing X." Yeah, you know, showing uh, a documentary on. Jim Morrison or something like that, and you'd be well. I guess you know this is not a channel I would have paid for, not one I would have bought or chosen. But they're showing something I want to see, so great, I'll watch it. That's what they think. Yeah, I don't agree though. There's so many channels I, think, I never I even think went totally, near. I think you totally. Well, if I could listen, if I could buy, if I could buy and pay for Discovery, Annie, uh-huh. uh, HBO. HBO, maybe Showtime. I don't know, but but there's just five five or six channels that I gave two craps about. Sure, I would never sit around going. Yeah, but I wonder what I'm missing on Telemundo right now. Did you say what? AMC is part of that? I might have. If yeah, I didn't, AMC, I meant that. FX, you want to have your yeah, FX. FX. But that's the point. Let me let me have this thing. And then one month to month go, oh, this month I'm going to get FX. I'm going to pay for that. Right. Let me have those things. That would be great. I'm never going to remorse the idea that, oh, I, I wonder what I would have accidentally watched on some channel I never cared about. <laughs> we do the thing where we do Showtime for six months out of a year, like we cancel it and then start back up. Um, just during things like Nurse Jackie, mm-hmm. Dexter, right? You know, once all those shows are over, we let it go for a little while and then we come back to it when when one of those shows starts back up. Yeah. So if, if you're listening, Showtime, part of your problem is you don't have other you don't have off season programming that's any good. Right. Maybe you can get on that. <laughs> <laughs> Fix it. Anyway, conservatives have long pushed for a la carte cable pricing. I don't think the government should be involved, but whatever. And by the way, <laughs> look, <laughs> we haven't talked about politics in a while. No. Shouldn't conservatives not be pushing for anything government control related when it comes to cable pricing? Don't they? I thought this was anti. Isn't this anti conservative when you want to regulate business and tell them how they should sell their stuff? Isn't that it? Kind a, of is right, isn't yeah. it? It's uh... why would you do that? So this is my problem with politics in general, and one of my biggest problems with conservatives right now is it's completely it's it's utter bullcrap. 
You either want to either want Pete, the government. You want the government to stay out of everything but other people's bedrooms, for example, or you want the government mm-hmm. to stay out of everything except gay dude wants to get married, or mm-hmm. you want the government to stay out of everything except for you think a woman's right to choose is is hooey. We get you got you got you can't have it both ways, in my opinion. Right. Either you want right. the government out, or you freaking don't want the government out. So in this case, if conservatives are pushing hard to have government regulated a la carte pr- cable pricing, what are you doing? That mm-hmm. seems antithetical to your stance on everything else or most things. It certainly so does. So knock it yeah. off. <laughs> let them do what they want. Let right. us determine. Let the market decide, and we will eventually. If this goes all the carts, because it'll be because we made it happen. Right now, too many people are just willing to pay whatever they pay for cable, and until that changes, it's not going to change. Mm-hmm. And no conservative is going to come in and go. I believe the government should stay out of my business, except when it comes to cable choices. <laughs> All right, soapbox off. Wow, nicely done. Earlier this year, Kadalarha described the on-camera stunt, which he performed after a friend mentioned the supposed health benefits of drinking pee. As pretty gross, she said. I wouldn't recommend it, she told The Hollywood Reporter. (laughs) So if we've learned anything today, it is government should stay out of business. Right. And people shouldn't drink their own pee. So I'm guessing the Parents Television Council is okay with all of the rest of the stuff on Kadalarha's show. Yeah. Just not the drinking pee, right? Yeah, is that's that, the only one. That's just the only part they've heard about. Oh, I heard about this. It's not good. We should... Uh, Again, pee- Brian, it's the picking and choosing, right? That's right. Let's forget about the, you know, about the episode, and I'm guessing here, <laughs> where she gets so drunk at a rave and pukes and wakes up in a bathtub, you know, basically... Yep. Uh, Hung over and passed out. Yeah. Let's forget about that likely scenario. Yeah, let's and- forget about rich people <laughs> behaving badly and how that affects our kids. Right. Let's get on the uh, you know the fact that what has she done and she gets a reality show. Yeah. All right. I mean, I'm what's next, my- Brian? If she drinks her pee, what's next? She gonna start eating her boogers? Right. Right. Is she gonna. She's start- gonna start looking for land on her catamaran. Yeah. Biting her find toenails. The, find the atoll after she <laughs> drinks her pee after peeing on the plant. <laughs> well. They heard the dry land exists, and, they, and they've never seen paper. You ever seen paper? <laughs> By the way, I for, totally forgot about this, and there's another reason you should watch Open Range. I know I'm always telling you to watch Open yeah, Range, because yeah. I think it's a, one of the best. It's a great movie, period. Western or not, it's just awesome. And it's Costner back in the like his prime. Um, that paper guy's in it, too. I totally forgot. He's oh, yeah? Really? Yeah. yeah. They must Ooh. have had a, made a real impression. A reedy little dude. Yeah, I like that guy a lot. You ever seen paper? <laughs> uh, that's it. Let's uh, take a break. When we come back, we got Wendy. Wendy will be here. Uh, it's my sister. She's got Therapy Thursday to do. We got a great topic. Uh, before we do, a little bit of a tune, I believe, is in order. What do you got for me? Well, yes. Um, I was thinking you were going to do a mumble boxes thing, but uh... later. Okay, later. Yeah. We'll do that later. I'm just trying to get to Wendy. Just a teaser. Yeah. Okay, this one is going out to Crash Kincaid. It was probably one of the coolest names I've uh, read in a long time. Uh, for this, Fruitius, Slardy, Bardfast, and Beeblebrox, mm. as all real men, real women, and real small furry creatures from Alpha Centauri know, May the 25th is the 12th annual observance of Towel Day, the day when hitchhikers across the galaxy look up at the sky and remember the life and writings of the imitable Douglas Adams. It's also my best friend Shana's birthday, or Shanna's birthday. In remembrance of the former and celebration of the latter, I'd like to request the indiest cover you can find of Bob Dylan's Blowing in the Wind. As Benji Mouse and Frankie Mouse groping for a question to the ultimate answer 42 landed on, how many roads must a man walk down? I thought it'd be appropriate. Even if you do belong to only the third most intelligent species on a planet that only warranted two words in the guide, I still love the show, though, Crash Kincaid. <laughs> 
So huge shout out to the tadpole because this morning for the half an hour before we started recording TMS, I had them pick the version of uh, Blowing in the Wind uh, that we we're going to air today. And, and they chose from about six different versions. And there were some close ones. As a matter of fact, there were enough close ones uh, to warrant me doing a full same song six pack episode of Coverville where I play a bunch of different versions of Blown in the Wind. So look for that in a uh, uh, in a couple weeks on on Coverville, okay. and you'll get to you'll hear full versions of the runners up to the uh, greatest versions of that song ever. Beautiful. Um, so this is uh, this one's performed by Ruby Turner. Uh, Kind of has a gospely feel to it. Jules Holland, uh, keyboardist extraordinaire, backing him, backing her up. This was from the 2005 album "Swinging the Blues, Dancing the Ska." It's Jules Holland, and Ruby Turner, and their cover of Dylan's "Blowing in the Wind." All right, you'll never say this about Kadaller, huh? No fussy, frizzy curls for this smart girl. All right, here you go. <laughs> Frothy, fizzy. Just uh, won't pee. say the smart girl part. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, with a little help from my friends, we'll be back in a moment with Wendy. Stay tuned. What the hell am I doing? There you go. There you go. <laughs> How many roads must a man walk Sand, yeah. How many times must that cannonball be fired for it forever? Then, oh, yeah, let me tell you that the answer, my friend, is blowing in the wind. The answer.
every girl dreams of this moment, when her beauty, framed by a soft romantic hairstyle, blossoms in the happiness of a bride. And now through honeymoon days ahead, how will she keep her hair and hairstyle beautiful? Of course, she's packed gossamer among her precious things. Just a light spray of gossamer in the morning keeps her hair in lovely shape and protects it from drying sun and wind. She has a barbie. The morning stream. They mostly come in the morning. Mostly. I like that one. I've been in the mood for alien movies lately. <laughs> mostly. I kind of feel like I need to... It's been a while for me, so I feel like I want to watch them all. I even like four. I've said and three. I like those movies. I know people don't. Yeah. No, they're, I, I, they're, they're not one and two. I know that. But right, right. But three still, has its three has its merit. You know, they're all four different movies that Brian, just happen to be in the same franchise. And Brian, Prison Planet for three. Come on. Right. On principle, I have to support that. <laughs> I think that's a cool thing. That's true. I guess it's uh, it's Lockout with uh, with an alien mm-hmm. instead of uh, Guy Pierce. Yeah. <laughs> I like Guy Pierce. All right, let's call Wendy, get her going here. Mm-hmm. See, she's still around. Busy mother in the morning. Mm-hmm. What she does with her life. We got a good topic today, so we'll see how this goes. I feel good about it. Hello, Wendy. Hello. 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 Ooh. Hello. Hello. What? Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. Good. We, like, we like to make you think We're you're good. having technical problems, even though you're not. I know. Every can you hear us? Can you hear us? Can you hear us? <laughs> so, how was uh, Vegas before we go too far? Vegas. Vegas is fun. Was it? Can I, yeah. can, can I get the Can I get the four hundred one on how? Uh, how you like to like? What do you do when you go to Vegas? Because I don't. Stay? What did you eat? I don't gamble, so I don't know if this is a Johnson thing or not. But I I find it annoying, and I don't like throwing money in the wind. At least that's how I see it. Um, but then Brian over here, he's pretty successful at it and gets all kinds of cool perks at it. So I feel like I'm missing something. What does Wendy do when she goes to Vegas? What do you do there? Well, we stayed in the Trump Tower. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. Which is very gold and very phallic mm-hmm. and um, reminds me of the owner. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, it was nice. And they don't have a casino or anything. It's it's. I think it was built to be like people buying condos in it or something right, timeshares and stuff like totally, that. totally yeah. yeah so yeah. It, was, it was good yeah. and i went with um all my girlfriends from high school and there's 10 of us were supposed to be there two got sick and couldn't come so oh. there's eight of us and it was a lot of fun we flew in from all over the country so it was uh it was great so we spent a lot of time talking i'll say that and yeah. then um we ate a lot of really good food and then uh, one amongst us is quite the gambler so she has all sorts of shady spots that she <laughs> <laughs> It was pretty funny. So we went to, I forgot where we did blackjack, but she is like wheeling and dealing with the guy. Like, listen, my friends have never done this before. You got to help them like it. I mean, this is how you get gamblers, right? They have to be successful at least a little bit. You know, she's just talking it up. It was so funny. Mm. And uh, I think we lost amongst ourselves about $400 in about a half hour. Dang, it's pretty good. <laughs> wow. Pretty yeah, good. so we suck, and and everyone <laughs> left like, okay, lesson learned. Won't do that again. <laughs> All right, and well, she, yeah. it was it was it was pretty pathetic, but it was fun still. So we saw Beatles, the the oh, love, love Beatles, yeah, over the yeah. Mirage. Oh, that's awesome! It's a great it was show. Way cool. Mm. Yeah. yeah, well, that's good. amazing. 
amazing what those people can do. And y'all drove or what? How'd you get down there? Yeah, part of us drove, and then obviously the other ones flew in from all over. So. That's pretty cool. Yeah. It's pretty cool that you guys have this little uh, weird tradition. And uh, Yeah, we do it every around Mother's Day every year to like get away from our kids. I don't talk to anyone <laughs> from high I don't talk to any <laughs> high school people at all. Ever? Nope. I just don't. It's not that I'm avoiding them or have any. I just don't really have any friends from them that communicate with me anymore. It's a real weird. I mean, occasionally on Facebook, I'll hear from somebody like Bill Evans or somebody from high school. Oh, yeah, and I'll okay. just say, hey, how's it going? Good, great. Okay. And then that's it. I just don't ever. Mm-hmm. See them, hear from them. I know they're I think around. That's normal. That's normal. I think we're a little weird. You guys are a little weird, and it's in a good way. I mean, that's a cool thing you've been able to carry through. But I remember very specifically, you had two weird things about your generation. One, you uh, the friendships seemed to be like these bonds uh, that could not be broken. That seemed right. like it'd be a, a thing with your particular group that didn't exist in my grade. And two, uh, you a lot of people got weird diseases in your in your grade. Oh yeah, I'm fairly certain they poisoned us because <laughs> one of the reasons one of the girls is sick because she has cancer, mm-hmm. and in our group we've now had cancer three times. Yeah, out of out of ten or twelve. Mm, that's a high percentage, I think. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And then a number of us have had fertility issues. I'm pretty sure they poisoned us. Yeah, there was putting something in the water or the food. I <laughs> know. Oh, that's why we're all such Salisbury close friends. Steak. We're all going to die. <laughs> it's a Salisbury steak at school. <laughs> oh, sick. Yeah. Those totally. rolls you thought were so good. Uh, <laughs> radiated. Yeah. yeah. And the one girl, how's the one girl that had the weird face thing? You remember her? What was her deal? Like oh her- yeah, she's, she had Wagner. She's the one now with ovarian cancer. Oh really? Again, she has to deal with. Oh my gosh, she yeah. was the nicest no, girl. It's the worst. She was really nice. I remember. Everybody's or is nice. I'm sorry. They're still all here. They're still. Want, yeah, I don't want whatever. <laughs> that, like that's cool that you're doing that though. I think that's yeah. um, that's pretty awesome. All right. Well, uh, for those new to the show, this isn't just me catching up with my sister. This is Wendy. <laughs> she's an actual therapy <laughs> therapy person. Call her therapy woman. It's her superhero <laughs> name. She's a yeah. therapy person. She does uh, <laughs> real therapy with real people, and she, for some reason, finds it in her time to come on the show and talk about problems that you guys have. Sometimes you write in about them, and we got one today that goes like this. Uh, it's from somebody we'll call S. Dear Scott, Brian, and Wendy, last Monday, my boyfriend and I came back from a weekend away uh, to our house, only to find it completely burgled. It was like it was something out of a movie. Drawers were emptied, everything pulled out of closets, uh, the lot. There's been a fair... Uh, a, there, there was a fair bit stolen as well. I feel like I, definitely this person's from the UK. It has to be. Because mm-hmm. burgled and the lot, mm-hmm. things like mm-hmm. this, I swear, that's what's going on here. Anyway, there was a fair bit stolen as well. Laptops, consoles, jewelry, the usual. We spent the last week doing the cleanup, uh, cleaning, uh, see, cleaning fingerprint dust, fixing up broken windows, and going through to see exactly what was missing. I know that people cope with things differently, but I got a bit worried yesterday. My boyfriend came and picked me up from the train station. I jumped in the car. And there was just this huge sense of nervousness. We had to go to the supermarket to pick up some things. But I was seriously, that was seriously the quickest I had ever been through the place. My boyfriend was desperate to get home. As soon as we got back, he jumped out of the car, walked into the house, and went and checked every door, every window, and every lock to make sure that no one had come again. My question slash questions is this. Will this fear subside? And how will I ever move on from this violating experience without consuming, having it uh, consume our lives? Deadbolt everything down and never leaving the house again or never go away again. And a question like is, leave their place. Yeah, leave their place and never come back. Love the show. S. All right. That's pretty rough, right? Mm-hmm. That's like a traumatic experience. It's this complete loss of control. I'm paranoid about it. And it's never even happened to me yet. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, where's some wood well, to probably, knock on? It's probably because you're paranoid about it that it hasn't happened. Probably. I mean, <laughs> I got secu- right. I've got cameras, and I've got them all yeah. tied to computers Security now. Security system. I can right, pick up my exactly. iPad and see any of those cameras anytime I want and all that stuff. Like I've, I, I've gone a little overboard on it. but um, That is hilarious because I am the opposite. I'm like just planning on it happening. Really? And yeah, like, and I'll come home and I'll have left like way too many electronics on the counter. I'll be like, duh, someone missed a great opportunity. It's all just <laughs> sitting here. Well, that's a good attitude, but how did Isn't you, that weird? How did you I, get I mean, that I literally attitude? think about it the opposite way. This isn't helpful for her. But, but how are you doing that? That seems crazy that you can, like, uh, is it just that you're not attached to these possessions all that much and it's, it's fine? You're, you know, I mean, is that the attitude to take is, well, my kids are okay. My wife's okay. So why do I need, this is just stuff. See, and this is all preliminary. Obviously, I have not been burgled. And I have been, you know, I, and I told you the car story where my car gets broken into probably once a week. And I just leave like a dollar. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, I forgot about this. Yeah. So yeah. there's a little bit of like, it's inevitable. Like, you know, the whole why me question. Oh, why me? I'm, I, I tend to say like, why not me? I mean, mm-hmm. I'm just as statistically average as anyone else. And so it'll, it's probably going to happen. And, you know, it's probably within a 10-year range, you're, you know, you're likely to blah, blah, blah. So I think about it all that way and then hilariously leave stuff out all the time. And then when I see it, when I come back, I think, oh, really? This would have been the time if they had known. <laughs> I, I, I should have advertised up. that I wasn't going to be here. Exactly. And- but the reality is the experience is, you know, it's fine to have a philosophical approach to it before it ever happens. But when it really does happen, it's the feeling of being violated and having someone come into your space that was uninvited. So mm-hmm. I'm not fooling myself that if it really happened, I'd be like, oh, no big deal. It's more of a the preventative worry part of it. You do a different thing than I do. Mm-hmm. And mine requires very little thought or energy, and yours probably requires a little thought and energy. <laughs> yeah, I, I get kind of downright paranoid about it, but I wonder if this doesn't extend to some of the other things we talked about on the show. So if you're afraid of flying, let's say, or I'm thinking of a common one like flying or heights or something, Let's say it's heights and you are terrified to go to the top of a giant building because you're sure that, you know, planes are going to run into it or something because 9-11 really affected you or whatever. Do you look at those sort of potential fears the same way and just say, why not me? And and just barrel into that building. Today could be the day. Oh, I'm leaving. You guys missed your chance. I mean, this is is the chance to kill a whole family. Right, right. Like (laughs) we're in our car. This now would be a good time to hit us head on in the freeway. Like I, I, this sounds morbid, but it can't, is that part of this for you specifically or, or is it just really this burgle thing? I honestly wonder if I'm the only one on the planet with this problem or with this, the way I think about things. And I know I'm not, but it sometimes feels that way. Um, but I tend to, like, you know, I have some Johnson jeans that have, ooh, worry about something you can't control. Ready? Go. You yeah, know? Yeah, definitely. And so I'll, it'll pop in my mind. And then the way I've all, I mean, even as a little kid, I can remember doing this, thinking, oh, what's the worst case scenario? Oh, yeah, I break my leg into 50 places. Mm. Oh, okay, that's probably not going to happen. And then I move on. Like, mm. I don't, there's no dwelling. Um, and for whatever reason, I did this at a very young age to, it, because they come kind of, biochemically and naturally and then I just don't not even on purpose when I was little they just would kind of evaporate so I've never created strong connections with worrying about something and then doing something about it which I'm going to talk about for this lady she's probably like seriously why do I even email you guys (laughs) (laughs) you talk about your own crap anyway um I so I've always done that so say I'm on a plane 
and it gets really turbulent. I, I think, wow, okay, so what does the what does my obituary look like? Mm-hmm. Died in a plane, you know. And I just kind of have I, I briefly entertain the fear, but I I put it in real life things like what my obituary looks like or whatever. Um, like so, last year with the Christmas thing, I'm driving home from Provo with a thousand toys in my car. I mean, I can't see out a single window. It is a logical time for me to get in a car crash because I cannot see anywhere. Right. And so I fantasize about getting pulled over and then having to tell the cop, like, these are for homeless children. Like, I have this fun whole, like, (laughs) right? And then I thought, okay, what if I crash and die? Like, what better obituary is that? Like, she was, but she she got a thousand toys. She was (laughs) going to make hundreds of children happy today. Right. So it's it's sort of like I take a positive spin on the fear thought that, that uh, comes into my head. Um, and I think about the person who's robbing me or the, you know, the guy who's taking money out of my car and I thank him for not breaking my window and here's 10 bucks or whatever. Like I, it's almost preventative in a weird way. And it manages that the Johnson fear that just intrudes here or there. And I don't strengthen it. I don't have a lot of it. So it's not a common thing, but I think most people, the fear thought pops in their head and they entertain it. They make a little house for it in their brain and worry about it and sort of nurture it. So then all of a sudden you have all this biochemical activity in your brain wiring around that fear. Mm -hmm. And in the case of this woman, um, she had a real event that just pulled the rug out from under her. Because most of the time we're walking around doing her thing. We are not aware of most of the dangers. I think I've mentioned this before. You know, we get in our cars and we trust everyone else to follow the rules. Mm-hmm. And when they don't, it's like the freakiest thing, right? And we're like, what? We didn't all just accept the fact that we were going to, you know, it, it's it's very alarming because we do so many things rote. Yeah. Like get up, go to work, go on a trip, come home. We come home, our home is how we expect it to be. And when anything is out of place, especially dramatically out of place, and in this case, you know, there's all sorts of levels of wrong about it. Um it really messes with you. Well, it's that it's that unwritten. People always bring it up, but there is no actual contract. But everyone calls this the social contract, and you right. think that's everyone's in the same agreement. We've all made the same deal, and you know why would we? You know why would you ever break that social? Contract? How how can you butt in line? You know, or how can you do a thing that is clearly not in this? fictitious contract and people i struggle with that i have a real hard time with it when people do stuff that's just stupid in public i'm like really didn't we all go wasn't were <laughs> we, we all, all at the meeting paper. yeah right exactly i felt that way in vegas like oh did yeah, i miss the meeting well that's where a great we place to see right <laughs> breaking of the social contract social left contract. and right uh, however i i felt like every single person there looked identical to each other right. everyone has plastic surgery everyone is so fake and so done up and so overly sexual that Welcome I thought, to the Trump did I miss- Tower in Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Come on in. Yeah. And I thought, did I miss the memo? The memo where we all agreed that trashy, nasty hooker look is the look, <laughs> right? Right. And I, I missed the meeting because I did not sign that book. And I, but I was just amazed at how. Like, or I'm just going to say this, ladies, like stripes with floral. Like, I don't know where you guys went to sign a paper to say that's okay to yeah, do. Yeah. Well, I bet you and your but 10 like friends. Are, great it's like white after Labor Day. Is that the kind of thing? <laughs> yeah. But you guys, you guys, you and, your, you and your nine friends or whatever, probably. See, this is what I find in Vegas. I Because when we're there and we're going in July again, so I'll get to see this again. But when you're there, you get to see all this kind of gaudy, ridiculous 
how high can that skirt go? How, right. how horrible could you look in that tight thing in your 65 or whatever? Right. And all it does is make it so when people walk by, say like maybe you and your friends or somebody normal, <laughs> normal, somebody would, you know, I don't know if that's the right word, but Not somebody walks by like that and I go and they, and then they really stick out and man, I admire those people. It's like, <laughs> That now that's living. Look at those people. Look at people with normal <laughs> clothes on and right a, and a a job. Yeah, it's not a, it's not a you know seventy nine year old lady who is clearly drunk and has a has a um you know like a like a barbed wire tattoo around her upper thigh. It's like, dude, <laughs> go home and spend some time with your grandkids. I don't know. I get it's not a judgment thing, really necessarily. Maybe it is a little bit, but. I, I always, the, the, the really good, the people who are dressed normal really stand out to me. And I'm like, I admire, I feel admiration while I'm in that crowd for those right, people. Because right. everybody else, like I'm like, if you I'm don't in, even know. I'm, if I'm in Berkeley and I'm like, if I t- could take one of you, you people and put you in, you know, a conservative county, then I can respect you. But when everyone around you is exactly like you, yeah. it feels like junior high. Like that was my sense. Like, wow, everyone's really the same here. Yeah. They all think they're not though. They think they're not, but they are. It's strange. And the cabbies are my favorite in Vegas. They're yeah. all from all over the world, of course. And they're so mm-hmm. nice. And we are the only ones not barfing in their cabs or, <laughs> you know, I mean, we were just, and we were like, how are you? Do you have a family? I mean, we're such nerds. And this guy, <laughs> he's like, I'm from Columbia. And I'm like, oh, that's a beautiful place. And he goes, Wow, no one ever says that. They always say, "Do you have cocaine?" <laughs> and I go, oh, I imagine really? I cannot imagine what a cab a cabbie stories they could tell. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm sure. God, and I I'm so he's got a wife in Columbia, and he's trying to get her here, and he's saving money. He hates Vegas because people are so gross. And he's like, <laughs> he says, everyone gets in my cab and asks about cocaine, and then I'll say, "Oh, you want coke?" And they're like, "Oh, can you get us some?" And he's like, "Yeah," and he drives them to the Seven Eleven and says, coke. They have they have coke in there. Oh, I am a funny Colombian man. You can get coke over here. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess he's not Indian. Anyway, it was awesome. Okay, so let's get back to the point. The yes, point yes, to is, the point. So she has a – in the initial case – PTSD is post-traumatic stress disorder. And you can have an acute case that it's like right after something happens. It makes sense. Every It is very normal. It is normal to be a little freaked out. It is normal to be like, oh, I got to lock everything down. Everything she described is normal. The problem is if you do that, if that's the normal for too long and you do that for too long, it becomes abnormal and you're not healing. And so PTSD can last for years, a lifetime. You know, war veterans are are probably the most obvious ones people are familiar with, but any kind of trauma where you feel threatened, your life is threatened. There's this, you know, and in this case they were gone, but the threat is still very real Mm -hmm. because the bubble has been burst. They are no longer, you know, in my case, I have this like idea that I'll probably get robbed someday, but the reality is they have been, and and that switches everything. It's suddenly you trust people a little bit less. You have, you know, it's pretty, uh, altering. Well, plus there's a little PTSD in there, isn't there? Like you see somebody, you see, you, you come home and you see a light on, you thought you didn't turn on and, and immediately you're brought back. Right. So here's where understanding where this all stems from can be helpful, I think, is that we are bred to be afraid. That is the people, our generations, and I mean, our ancestors way, way, way back. The guy who lived was the guy who paid attention when someone else did something stupid and died. Right. So how you pay attention and not do something scary is you have to feel scared. 
Mm. So the fear of heights has, you know, a basis in evolution. Everything does actually, you know, anything we're scared of, like a giant bug was on my shirt the other day and I, you would have thought <laughs> I was being killed. You got it that was, from mom. It's like with her bees, with her bees. Hey, now, see, I'm fine with bees. This thing was three inches long. I don't know what it was. And I was downstairs. So somehow it got on me at some point and came in the house with me Ugh. and crawled around. I thought I was going to kill somebody. <laughs> and the worst thing is it, it crawled down the sink and I turn on the water and then I plug it up and I'm like, oh, it's dead. An hour later, that bad boy crawled out. I could have died twice. It was <laughs> wow. So anyway, I'm a little nervous every time I see my sink. And that is kind of like how mini P- PTSD would work. And what it is, is the parts of our brain that came from the ancestor who was didn't die, fear guided their decisions, then it was bred into the next person. So we've just basically bred out crazy people who eat the red berries when we shouldn't eat the red berries, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it, you, we are a product of all of that fear. So, you know, when everyone's afraid of, oh, my kid will get kidnapped and the parenting thing we've talked about a little bit before, some of some of that we all come by honestly. We're, you know, we're coming from generations of people who, to be safe, which is what we love, right? We love our own space to feel like a safe place. And that's the big kick for this couple is that their safe space has been violated. Mm-hmm. So where are they safe if they're not safe there? That's why it's, that can be such a damaging experience. So the key here is, first of all, you ha- so nature is against you. Sorry. Um, but there's a couple of things that you can do. And it's, you know, now that we know more about the brain, it's more about rewiring that experience. So I'm going to mention a couple treatments that, that would be used if this got very serious and they needed, you know, sat down and talked to somebody about it, or even can do some of this, some of it on their own, not really, mm. um, is to, so what you do when someone has a fear of anything. So let's say it's germs or let's say it's heights or, you know, those seem like, they're kind of more simple things to address is it's called exposure response therapy. And so what you do is you expose them to the fear after you've trained them to calm themselves, relax. And so, you know, after, you know, sort of body awareness and training, then you take them to the top of a building where they're inside and, Mm. you know, they, they breathe and practice all of the techniques. And what you're doing is you're tricking your body and your brain that this thing is not as scary as, it's supposed to be because what happened was they used to come home from trips and it didn't matter. Nothing was scary. They just came home and now coming home and anything identified with that experience is now fearful. The other thing that's, that happens in those moments is we are born and bred for this as well. Our eyes dilate. We see more brightly colors, smells, everything about that situation now is imprinted in our brain so we can avoid it in the future. Right. Because our body, we want to avoid the fear of death or the fear of, you know, whatever, fear or uh, danger, right? So we will take in everything. So that's why you have so many triggers. When on an average day, you couldn't, you know, you're not going to remember anything because you just come home and there's there's no fear base to any of it. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes sense to me. Yeah. Okay. So then, you know, here, here, let's take the height example. So then the exposure therapy is to slowly expose yourself to it and practice relaxing and usually with the help of a trained professional. This this works really well. Mm-hmm. Um, EMDR is another thing that's fairly new. It came out in 1998, 89, I'm sorry. It's called Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing. Um, and it's it's a little controversial. There's some some good research to back it up. I've had a lot of people really 
have great success with it. So if is this the filing are, cabinet thing you were telling me about once? No, that's a little different. This okay. is um, this one is your eye movement. So when you're talking to somebody and they are going to recall a memory, watch their eyes, mm-hmm. and they'll typically look down and left. Wait, I'm, mm. I'm mirroring. I'm always watching people when they do it, so maybe it's their right. <laughs> maybe it's my right. It's their right. left. Anyway, they look down and left, and it's sort of like they're, they're – it's like a file, like in a sense. They're going, oh, where's that memory? Got it. And they pull it out. So this therapist, um, Shapiro was her name, a long time ago. Well, Francine. I guess it wasn't that long time ago, but mm. she was noticing that – her clients, when re- recalling traumatic events, their eyes did certain things that she didn't see in other clients without trauma. And then also, I've noticed this as a therapist too, you see people's eyes, they do a lot of things. And you have to pay attention to that. Like, you know, are they avoiding eye contact or whatever? But I notice when they recall memories, when they get really upset, their eyes do certain things. So she, what she did was um, try to figure out what the eyes were doing in connection with trauma. So EMDR is basically, there's a couple versions of it, but you're following a light um, and you're moving your eyes back and forth as you retell the trauma. So um, what that does is supposedly unlock some of that trauma. And that's the idea behind mm. it. And, you know. And you, the, and you feel like you've had, you've seen decent I have, I have. And I, I think if people hit a wall and nothing else seems to be helping, it's definitely worth a shot. Um, and there's many, many, many people who are trained in it. It's not a hard thing to find. But the EMDR Institute website's a good one. Um, so the other thing that just therapy does, and and even we do naturally with friends, is we process the trauma in a safe place. So she can go talk. You know, to hold this in is not is not your best choice. To go talk to somebody. Maybe it's just you, a coworker or friend or family, retell the story, but you're in your office building now or you're in your car or you're at a restaurant. You're in a totally different setting. Retelling it, you're reprocessing the story. EMDR does the same thing. They just have you move your eyes. Um, but the therapeutic benefit can be just, you know, being in a safe place, being able to talk about what went on. The more you do it, the more it sort of puts itself in place and naturally the trauma will dissolve. Not everyone has that experience, though. Some some people tend to, like, the more they dwell on it, the worse they make it. Mm. So you want to be careful that that's not all you're talking about. Right. Um, and then doing some things to increase your, you know, sense of maybe safety generally in your life. Like she says, I want to lock everything down. I don't want anyone to come over, you know, all those different things. Um, that might actually reinforce the trauma. I was going to say, sometimes that doesn't. That doesn't help because is is it ever enough? You know, like you you ever feel like you're, I could put three hundred right. cameras around. Is that is that enough to make me feel okay about it? Or exactly, and I yeah. think I think what you're actually doing is reinforcing your ancient genetic code, which is you will never let this happen again. So now everything is you're hyper vigilant about everything. That's your eyes are wide open. You see everything, smell everything, and you're you're much more prone um, to re-traumatization and fear. And that just strengthens the whole thing. Right. So talking about it with a safe person, you know, it depends on how her boyfriend's handling it too. Cause everyone handles things differently. That may be part of the hiccup for her, is they're not communicating real well about it. Cause they, he doesn't know how to talk about that. It freaked him out or he's not allowed to be freaked out culturally. And so he's stuffing, you know, whatever might be going on with them might also make this harder um, but that the converse is true. 
that they can process together and because they've both experienced a similar thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well, amen. I'm amen. <laughs> I'm uh I'm a I'm a big fan of this. You've told me this before, but this it's hard, so I don't want to make it sound easy because I even struggle I, I really do struggle with this, but sometimes just running toward your fear yeah. is the way to deal with that fear. So like you do, that's interesting. Instead of being freaked out that someone broke into your car, putting a dollar in there, that gave you some power back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And and it gave you some some control, right? some cr- control. You didn't, yeah, that you felt like you'd had strip. That's a good word for it. And I feel like um, that when I've done my best at facing my own particular fears and demons or whatever, it's when I've just hit the ground running toward it, not away from it. Yeah. Um, that isn't to say that them hurrying home to make sure they haven't been robbed again is the kind of running toward it I mean. But the you know, like you hear about people. We were talking about bullying on the show last week, and you hear about people who lost their kids to suicide or something because they were bullied and they didn't know or, or whatever. So what do they do? They spend the rest of their life working like crazy people to uh, get get money and get uh, awareness and to tour the country and to talk about bullying in schools and to make an actual huge difference. Mm -hmm. So in the case of getting your house robbed, maybe running toward it is the equivalent of that is neighborhood watch programs, working with your neighbors on ways to protect each other, you know, building up better trust between the people you live next to and, you know, that kind of stuff. Right. Uh, instead of just, oh, I wonder if we're being robbed again. Yeah. That's not the same thing. Mm-hmm. So it's easy for me to say I struggle with this too when it comes to my own stupid crap, but I think running toward it sometimes helps. So anyway. Absolutely. Good stuff and, all and really just, I don't know when this happened to her specifically, but, you know, a lot of this is just normal, but don't let it go on too long. Um, and I think you know when too long is when – you're exhausted <laughs> by it. Right. Like I am, ex- I am so sick of coming home worried or I'm so sick of, you know, I have to check the house 30 times before mm-hmm. I leave, you know, that type of thing. Mm-hmm. Y- you'll, you'll know you've been doing it too long and there is help. The longer you do it, the harder it is to break this kind of stuff. And that's the trick with humans, right? Is we're, we're bred to do this. It keeps us alive. It, it's a survival mechanism. You're not going to get rid of and you don't want to, or you'd be dead, but you do, you have to learn how to sort of tamper it down or tame it because it really will go out of control if it's reinforced too frequently. It's too bad that humanity wasn't birthed straight into a modern society where all of, most of these fears are, are not real. I mean, I don't know what that would do to the rest of us as people, but but it's, you know, there are no tigers chasing us anymore. Right. There are no, I mean, maybe, but now we worry about that. Well, what if there are again? What if the world comes to, what if zombies come? <laughs> like we always come up for oh, reasons why it could all go away. Sure. Right. So, yeah. I mean, zombies, it's an interesting thing because people don't think about it. I think it's just fun pop culture, and I like it on that level too. But the zombie thing really is this interesting – it brings out this interesting psychology in people about what if everything right. goes to crap. If everything goes to crap and I can't control it, it's a fear we have because why? Because it's freaking built into us to be thinking, well, wait, things are too quiet. Why aren't – something's wrong or something's not wrong. Right. And right. I hate that about people. We should all – we should Stop evolve. Yeah. This evolution is crap. We we need to be in the stars already talking to other races and teaching them how to do it. <laughs> Why? Why are we not doing that yet? Come I on. I don't know. Too busy. Uh, I don't know what we're doing.
doing here? What are we doing? <laughs> um, but I hope that helps. You think they're, you, we're running out of tigers down here. We've got way more tigers in space. Oh, space tigers are the worst. Space tigers, yeah. <laughs> they are the worst. Way more things to be afraid of out in space. So, <laughs> Yeah, that's amazing. Um, all right. Well, good stuff. Let us know how it goes. And um, super sad that your house got broken into, but hopefully some of this will help you and others uh, deal with it. It's helped me deal with my own personal paranoia that one day it will happen. And then I'm never too prepared. I need to probably change the way I think about it. Um, so this has been a good one for me. Wendy, always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. Uh, there was something I was going to say about you, and I don't remember what it is. Something. Uh, what was it? Oh, I've, Wendy will be at Nerdtacular for some portion of it. So uh, Are you bringing donuts? I'm bringing donuts. Sweet. Yay. Sweet. You get to shake her hand. You get to say hi, and she'll be. I, we don't know which day or any of that yet, do we? Yeah, I'll figure it out. All right, which, we'll figure it out. You tell me which is the better day. I'll be there. We don't, I don't even know. It's hard to say even at this point. I feel, it feels like the second day is a little less nuts because mm-hmm. we're. I, I don't know. It feels more spaced out. Maybe, maybe that would work. I don't know. Yeah. I'll, Whatever I'll, you want to do, we'll accept your presence with gladness. <laughs> Um, all right, Wendy. Have just a- do a little shout out for um, someone who tried to contact me on Facebook to do an interview. He's in a graduate school. Yeah, of course. For therapy or something. And I, you know how much I love Facebook. Mm-hmm. He wrote me in like October. Oh. <laughs> and I just found it because I didn't even know that thing existed. Like it's like a, <laughs> I don't even know what it is. I just went, what's this button? I'm such, <laughs> I'm so our mom sometimes. Anyway. <laughs> So I wrote him back and I was like, oh, sorry. So I'm just saying it publicly. Sorry. It's all right. I do this. I never, I'm so slow to answer my Facebook messages. I check Facebook for other stuff, but I never check those. I'm not willing to let them be my email. So um, totally. Except I didn't know it existed. Yeah. Take the control back. Don't be a victim of Facebook. Have your own email. That's right. Run towards your fear. That's right. All right. Have fun. We'll see you later. Stay out of trouble. Bye. (laughs) See you, Wendy. All right. Good stuff today. I love it. Yeah. Always good. Thursdays are a treat. Real quick, Brian. Yes. One email. One? Just one? Just one. Uh, brought to you by MumbleBoxes.com, where you can get a seven-day free trial. You can get custom host names. You can get redundant servers. And you can manage it all from their simple web interface. If you like it, and we know you will, get 20% off with the code TMS at MumbleBoxes.com. All right. One quick email from Janny, who says, Hi, dear Joe Hansen and Ebotla. <laughs> these are Finnish surnames. Uh, these are su- Finnish surname suffix- suffixes for you guys. Cool. The Finnish are weird. They're the ones that float above the ground and you can see the hearts. Finnish brother from another mother. Yeah. <laughs> They're like baby fish up there. Weird people. <laughs> right. I laughed my ass off listening to episode 420. That was our pod episode. <laughs> right, man. <laughs> Where you ate some salty licorice. It's a very common prank in Finland to offer those kinds of sweets to foreign guests and watch them squirm while they try to politely fight back the nuclear fission of salt and heat inside of their mouths. Uh, you want some even nastier stuff? It can be arranged. Salty licorice. It's called salmiaki. 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 Really? It's like a yeah. Japanese Yakuza it does, thing. Yeah. He anyway, was a member of the Salmiaki back in 1984 before right. he went rogue. <laughs> that's right. Now he works for us. Is actually a very good once you get past the initial feeling of saltiness and your taste buds get accustomed to it. No kidding. We Finns probably are the most hardcore salty licorice custo- uh, consumers in the whole European uh, area, along with the Danes and Swedes. Uh, we even came up with the Salmanaki, whatever flavored booze called Salmiaki Kuz Ken Korva. Kozkenkorva. 
Kusken, Kusken Korva. Kusken, Kusken Korva. I like that I get like three chances and then Brian yeah. nails it. <laughs> In the summertime, you can buy pork filled, topped, uh, pork fillet, filet, sorry, filet. topped with, <laughs> I'm starting to get our words wrong, with salmiyaki and the list goes on and on. Our fellow citizen writes a uh, hilarious salmiyaki tasting blog called Salmi Yuck or Salami Yuck. <laughs> <laughs> at salmiyuk.com. Go check it That's out. I'd like to stop traumatizing you on behalf of the fr- uh, the Fennoscanadian and Scandinavian. Is that a thing for the Finnish? The Fennoscanadian? It's not Scandinavian. It's just uh, Fennoscandian. <laughs> it's, it's, Fendo- it's not Fennoscanadian. It's <laughs> Oh, Candian. Yeah, Fennoscandian. Thank you. And Scandinavian. Scandicanadian. <laughs> What'd you do this weekend? I scanned a Canadian. And an Nvidian. Yeah. Scan an Nvidia video card. People sending you something more easily approachable. Many people say that Carl Fazer blue chocolate is the best in the world. Maybe you'd like to have some. Yours truly, Janny. All right, Janny. One first thing, your command of the English language outside of your weird Finnish words is pretty damn impressive. Tops even Scots. Wow. <laughs> command. Second of all. Uh, is it true that like snails, when you guys get salt on you, you like burn and you have to run oh, and jump in the pool or whatever, and you still they float above the ground, right? Right, you just right, hover. Right. Yeah, they're the only magical people left on the earth. That's right. Good luck to you up there in oh. uh, fin- Finland. It's funny because uh, uh, Wendy's husband Adam spent a bunch of time in Finland, so it's kind of a nice connection today on Therapy Thursday. All right, hmm. that's it. Let's get out of here. Let's be done with this week and this show. We are done. This thing was crap. Let's get out of here. <laughs> uh, this is a great day. Not great true. Show. Great day. Uh, yeah. AlphaGeekRadio.com. I want to thank them for the shotcast. By the way, this weird uh, cocoa thing, brew thing Kim makes, yeah. Yeah. makes it feel like I don't have that cold anymore. So wow. take that for what it's worth. Supposed to, ingredients. It's supposed to be good at like, you know, it's holistic freaking sure, of course. bunko hoo-ha, but it did <laughs> soothe my throat. Let's put it that way. Okay. Thanks for the team, uh, to the team at uh, alphageekradio.com for today's shoutcast stream. Scott Fletcher for our voice bumpers. Eric Van Skyhawk for today's theme. Rob Gabers for the rest of the time. We use the other one. Get our free t-shirt. A free t-shirt. I did it again. Get our t-shirt. Wow. just really want to give those things away. Not free at slash loot.com, but very, <laughs> very reasonably priced at slash loot.com. Uh, you can They're find, so cheap, they might as well be free. That's right. Uh, you can find us on the website, frogpants.com slash TMS, facebook.com slash themorningstream. You can email us at themorningstream at gmail.com. And on Twitter, we can be found at morningstream, Scott Johnson and Coverville. Oh, yeah. I got one last wow. thing to do. Well, hold on. Before you get to her, yeah. let me tell you mm. that uh, there will be a Coverville today. Yay! Um, it is a uh, Thursday night, so there will be a cover story tonight, as there usually is on Thursdays. Mm-hmm. And uh, Kylie Minogue is turning 45 on uh, May 28th. Ky- Kylie Minogue, everybody. Kylie Minogue. Finally getting old, still looking great. Oh, no kidding. She looks amazing for age. For 45, she still looks like she's 22. 26, you eh, know? 25. Yeah. We'll give you 25. Okay, all right. Give me 25. <laughs> anyway, so a lot of covers of and by Kylie. Of course, you'll hear, uh, yeah, Cammie, right, from the uh, Street Fighter. Oh, Cammie, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be coming up on uh, later today at Coverville, the 3 street, p.m. The Street oh. Fighter Delio, you said. Street Fighter Delio. Yeah, not the video game. No, well, no not the video game. Delio. The movie. All right. Yeah, she was Cammy in that. She was also uh, the little fairy in um, Moulin, Moulin Rouge. Rouge. Yeah. All right. Speaking of hard to pronounce names, it's Cleo. <laughs> Cleo, how you doing? I'm very tired. Oh, wait. You? Don't don't go anywhere. I got to play your thing. <laughs> 
Oh God! Okay. It's Cleo. Why are you so Why are you so tired? How come so tired? I've been in the hospital with Eden all night. I'm tired. Oh, is she okay? Is everything okay? She um was having back to back seizures for a good part of the day yesterday. So we're on we're on all kinds of meds here at the Chai House. Oh, I'm so sorry. She's She's such a sweetie that sucks. She's my girl. She's okay. She's uh, sleeping now. So, and I will be doing. I've been doing most of that during the show, to be honest with you. Really, but um, yeah, I'll All take right. a nap later. I do have a big winner and a funny story, though. So, All right, go I will it. try to perk up and not sound like a phone sex operator. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well. Okay. Well then. I kind of like it. Go ahead. All right then. Uh, Jenks won all the points today because. I was only conscious long enough to catch this. He <laughs> gave us six degrees of the West Wing, which was hysterical. Yep. Kevin Costner was in Waterworld yep. with Dennis Hopper, who was in Apocalypse Now with Martin Sheen, oh. who was Jed Bartlett. Oh, wow. And he probably put his jacket on weird in that, too. Weird. Fine, you know? Yeah, weird jackets. <laughs> Absolutely. So right. super, super quick story. I won't keep you very long. Right. I was listening to Wendy, and they've been talking about you know the poor person who got burgled. Um, we, when we bought our house, we put an alarm system on it and cause you know, with the kids and we just want to be safe. Well, I'm laying in bed one night and all of a sudden whoop, 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 whoop all over the place. I jump out of bed naked as the day I was born, pink <laughs> as gum, yeah. grab the baseball <laughs> bat next to my bed. And you've all seen me. I'm not a small woman. I'm running through the house, swinging the baseball bat like Chuck Norris on crack. I will kill you if you touch my children. (laughs) My husband rolls over and goes, oh, I don't think I shut the front door. (laughs) I'm halfway down the house, right, at this point, screaming like a radiac, looking in closets. He comes outside, closes the front door, the alarm goes off and goes back to bed. And I'm still on a manhunt somewhere in the house. I would not mess with you. (laughs) It was really, really funny. So for as much as alarms are wonderful, they will set you off on an instant. Your worst fears come to life the minute you hear that thing go off. And all it is is the blunt door blowing open. Today's motto is motherhood. It's that easy. There you go. (laughs) Well, good. That's amazing stuff. And I'm glad that you shared it with us because uh, mother protecting children, naked or not, with a baseball bat, serious threat. That is a serious threat. Like, do not. Your award should be a baseball bat. Don't pick up a don't pick up a life of crime and start robbing houses, everyone. Or that may be what you find. Yeah, that is some some (laughs) scary freaking business. All right. Nobody wants that. Baby. Well, I hope she feels better. Um, I hope you are doing better. I hope you get some sleep. And um, thanks for being a trooper today. I feel I feel bad that we're even bugging you. That's that oh, other no. stuff's way more serious than this. So it's all good. Everyone's got their stuff. If I can be a rainbow in somebody else's storm every once in a while, that's what I'm here for. All right, so. well, Always a rainbow in our storm. Yeah. So give us <laughs> give us or give her our best. Cheesy. And and do like keep us informed on how things go. All right, we'd well, like to know how gonna, stuff's going. She's going to be okay. We gave her a bunch of meds, and she'll be all right. So all right. we'll see. All, all right. right, guys, see have a good later. night. Bye. Bye. See ya. Poor thing. Mm-hmm. She's the sweetest little thing. And having had a daughter who had seizures for a brief time, but unrelated and much less severe than this, I know exactly how she feels. It's a terrible feeling. Mm-hmm. All right, yeah. uh, that's it. We're done. Okay, Brian, you want right. to? Uh, should we? Let's do a song. I'd like to do a song to go out, especially. Oh, you know what we should talk about? What's that? Uh, because Monday is Memorial Day. Oh, yeah, no show Monday. All right, so that's it? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> well, no, did you have an idea? Did you have something better? No, no, I was just going to see if you wanted to do a show today because, uh, you know, a lot of people have the day off. 
Kim was uh, Kim seems to have some ideas about some sort of breakfast thing and something. And so I said, well, well, awesome. what time I should said I we're either? probably not. <laughs> I said we're probably not doing one anyway. But I'll talk to Brian. But then I forgot. And now we're doing it now. So I guess we're deciding now. I don't know. What do you think? Should we do a show? Well, we can. I can. I can be here. I can get up. But if you, you know. tell you what, people, people, people everywhere, everyone within the sound of my voice, all you people, uh, keep your eyes on Twitter and we'll inform you. We'll let you know. We could even do like a short all call in show, like an all. Oh, that could be fun. All phone in. Uh, uh, we could do it at like nine. Right. And right. do it like for. A couple, still a couple music breaks for yeah. those people who got requests in. I like that idea. And, and it's all, all people calling in and uh, talk to, talk to your podcasting uh mavens it's official we're doing a show all call-ins all the time monday to celebrate memorial day cool load up your skype credits yep <laughs> get on that oh yeah i should shouldn't i well <laughs> if they're instance, calling me that adam curry to call in if they call me it doesn't cost me unless it's uh well yeah, oh, right. it won't cost me but yeah we'll and we'll call daryl still okay just to bug him if he'll let right. us i know he'll probably be at he home won't but be, he won't be at work yeah exactly yeah, yeah. so we'll see, see if he'll let us see if that goes uh well so be back Monday for another great episode of The Morning Stream. All right. <laughs> so what song are we going to play? There you go, play? people. Oh, you know what? We kind of know what song we're going to play by name because I was an idiot and mentioned it in the middle of the show. But go ahead and explain it more. You did. Well, you played it. You didn't mention it, though, did you? I, I did. I said, did. I said, well, yeah. here's a little help from, a little help from our friends. Right. And as I did it, my brain, part of my brain said, you're not doing that right. But the other oh. part went, no, it's fine. Oh, no worries. All right, here's the email. Uh, hey, Sheliak and Bajoran. I know I've waited far too long, so I know this might not appear on the air. My 54th birthday is Saturday, May 25th, and I was wondering if I could get a cover played on Thursday or Monday. You're going to get Thursday. Over the last couple of years, I've really enjoyed being a part of AIE and have had uh, and have enjoyed and had and enjoyed anyway and enjoyed the recent San Jose Guild meetup I organized. In honor of that, my first choice would be the a uh, with a little help from my friends cover from across the universe. If that's not possible, well, blah blah blah. Despite my difficulty keeping up with the the flood of Frog Pants content, I can't I can't do this while I have my heads, hands behind my head. <laughs> Put my hands at my side. Uh, keeping up with the flood of Frog Pants content. Love the show, though. Thanks, Don J. Oak Dragon in the tadpole. Ginger slash Oak Dragon slash Jean Shulong in AIE Earthen Ring. Beautiful. There you go. Uh, so this is the cover of, with a little help from my friends, that came from the Across the Universe soundtrack. The uh, film came out in 2007. And this one's performed by Joe Anderson with a little help from his friend Jim Sturgis. And of course, it's a cover of the Beatles. Durr. Mm. Durr. Duh. Duh. All right. Duh. 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 <laughs> now you're making me have to play it. Where is it? I you can't find, find it now. I can't find it. I don't know. Oh, here it is. Duh. Right? Duh. Look at me. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> kind of works now all this Winning. time later. Anyway, uh, speaking of sheens. All right, let's play it. Let's get out of here. All right. Here's a little lesson, little lesson for the people at home. This is called pointing. There's also click. All right. There you go. Learn how mm. to use your mouse, everybody. It's just like an elevator. Mm. All right. Get your tight, kinky curls taken care of. You just can't get a tight, kinky curl. <laughs> and uh, we'll see you on Monday for our weird show and then the rest of the week, normal stuff. So, uh, Brian, thanks for a good week. Thank you, Scott Johnson. Thank you for doing what you do here day in and day out. You don't get enough, you don't get enough accolades uh, uh, for me from, for what you do on this show. So gonna, thank you. I'm going to cry. All right. All right. A little help for my friends. Brian's my friend. Oh, bye. <laughs>
What would you do if I sang out of tune? Would you stand up and walk out on me? Lend me your ears and I'll sing you a song And I'll try not to sing out of key Oh, I get by with a little help from my friends Gets high with a little help from his friends Oh, I'm gonna try with a little help from my friends What do I do when my love is away? Does it worry it to be alone? How do I feel by the end of the day? Are you sad because you're on your own? If I get by with a little help from my friends Yeah, I get high with a little help from my friends Oh, I'm gonna try with a little help from my friends Do you need anybody? I need somebody to love Could it be? Somebody to love Would you believe in a love at first sight? Yeah, I'm certain that it happens all the time What do you see when you turn out the light? I can't tell you, but I know it's mine Oh, I get by with a little help from my friends mm, I get high with a little help from my friends